Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I'm sorry about that in advance. Oh, man, nothing, nothing compared to what I had. I had like death for a little while. <laughs> it, it's springtime. Like it, it's basically it, everybody has their own internal like groundhog clock on whether or not they'll suffer for the fucking season, depending <laughs> on like hmm. what what sort of an immunity they're like fucking like biological senses decide to build up on them. I don't know. It, it's been a while, though. And I figured I um, I've been trying to keep busy. I'm like fucking super bogged down with the review copies and whatnot. And like even then, um, yeah, life has hit really hard. But I had this weird dream and I figured I'd share it with you guys. Like, I swear to God, probably the weirdest dream I think I've I've ever had. I don't I don't know how it came to me, but um, I think and, and I'm not I'm not too sure that this had anything to do with it, but we're going to say that I had everything to do with it. But, um, I got really fucked up on like Jameson like two weeks ago, uh, after watching the social network. And, uh, I, I had a dream that I invented my own online dating service. And like, it, it's like one of those Kevin Costner field of dream moments where I really want to fucking make it happen. So, like, I don't even care if I do it anymore. So everybody at home, like, fucking get your notepads out <laughs> or whatever. Because this is this is how it came to me in, in the dream world scape of my fucking mind brain. Um, so I, I, definitely the name needs work, but I remember I named it Exotic. Except that I, I named like, I, I did a play on words where I spelt it as A-R-E-X-O and then Tech. The word tech, because I'm fucking, I don't know, them clever. Fuck me. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, and then basically the premise of the online service is that you would log in with your Netflix, Hulu, Crackle, Amazon Video, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, or Steam account. And basically using the history of everything you've watched or played, it would find people around you that are compatible based on your watch or play history. And I'm just like, I, you know, I think about it now. I'm like, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound so bad. It's not a terrible idea. It's not too far-fetched either. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I, dude, I, I had like maniacal Zuckerberg dreams, dude. I was just like fucking, <laughs> like, I'm about to make Facebook money. But then I realized that I'm not very good at coding websites. But um, you have the idea. I That's do have all the that matters. Idea. Yeah, but like I've had, you know, you kind of you, you say that now, but like, I don't know, like uh, for, for all I know that like somebody at home could be like, oh, Indiegogo, fuck you, George, fuck you, mom, I'm leaving, fuck this basement. It's like it, it's all in my hands now. So I don't know. I it, it, 
if you got if you got the right people to do it, I, I cue like fucking some sort of eighties montage where you just get a collective of all your fucking friends and family who could find some sort of role in getting this experiment off the ground. It, it could be done, but who knows? I don't know. I'm imagining like a, a reality in which that goes bad, where like I don't know your your sister or something hijacks your Netflix and watches some weird ass shit, and you get paired up with this like crazy person the next day. I know what you watched last summer. <laughs> oh God! It wasn't me, I swear. I love how Sarah spun this in from like a Zuckerberg idea to like a shitty New Line Cinema splasher. Like, yeah. oh, dude, and like, yeah, man, horror. He movies. thought he was watching movies. He was left on the cutting room floor. Every like... good idea is one step away from a slasher flick. <laughs> it's true. Which you know, it's one or, degree or... of separation. <laughs> Or it could just sh- end up as a, like a really shitty Netflix exclusive movie. We don't know yet. Either way, like Netflix holds like the fucking fate of all of us in their palms. Like it these days, yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like what? I I can only imagine the terrorist applications that Netflix might have at their disposal if they just like fucking. If they just greenlit a, a a show that was so goddamn like entertaining, like so intoxicating that it stopped everyone and stopped everything in its tracks, and everybody just had to stop and binge watch it, and, and then if they just did that and like basically stopped like the entire world for like at least eight hours, just imagine like the anarchy that would happen while everybody was too distracted to give a shit because like. You had to fucking, like, you just had to watch the seventh episode after the fucking six in a row. <laughs> I think the first day Arrested Development was out came pretty close to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good it, point. It, followed by an exasperated sigh of, like, disappointment and everybody unfollowing Will Arnett. Really? You're going to make that joke? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Just... No, when you said a, a terrorist application from Netflix, I was thinking, like, something completely different where they start, like, Hiding little bits of like ISIS training videos in their uh, your episode of House of Cards or something. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh man, like if we if we only knew it just it was all hiding in Grey's Anatomy season four. <laughs> oh boy, um, but yeah, as, aside from all that silly nonsense, y'all are listening to Press Pause Radio. I think this is episode ninety four. Don't quote me on it though, but. We've been pretty busy. Forgive us. Or not. Who cares? You're listening to us on the way to some fucking place you don't want to care whatever to be at or some shit. Or maybe you're going to bed. Or maybe waking up in the morning. Fuck your routine. We're just happy that we're in your ear holes. Welcome. I guess the uh, the short of the long is we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why, why, why fucking drag it out? But anyway. Yeah. Welcome to Press Pause Radio. everybody uh so we we we've got we got a nice little cool dynamic we're debuting a dynamic um if you guys 
we're already aware we've got Gil uh, is one of our new writers, but we have another uh, new member to the show that um, she's actually been a friend of us from from before, but we we have worked out a range so she'll be joining the Press Poly Radio family. We'll go ahead and introduce her first because I'm really bad at like introduction so i figured if i just get out of the way i can't fuck it up all that much but anyway rip that band-aid off yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> welcome Alyssa. hello yes that's so, me i don't i don't know i'm bad at introduction <laughs> too <laughs> so wait how long has it been since you've last podcasted um successfully podcasted or film or recorded an episode for two very different things Wow. Like Yeah. I think um a year ago we tried doing a video podcast that um tripped and fell on its face somewhere in its production and disappeared. But it's been a while. Oh, we were able to we did press pause video just recently and we're still uh I've actually kind of figured out like a new approach to doing video. So uh we we'll have to experiment with that, but I don't know. I mean it fucking sky's the limit and we will, we're still cooking up something special for our six-year anniversary next month, which we st- I still can't believe that's a thing. That's I, a lot of years. That is a lot of years. Yeah. Um, and generally, we celebrate it with a movie commentary. Um, and we usually do the movie commentaries by, like, you know, fucking listener poll or whatnot. But this year, I think we're going to take it. We're gonna take control back in our hands. Fuck you guys. You like we're gonna we're gonna choose a movie. And I don't know. I don't know. We kind of feeling out Street Fighter, but kind of feeling out Double Dragon. I think I think just by fucking virtue of like what what's easier to find in a Walmart bin, we might. I don't know. <laughs> Street Fighter. Who, who fucking knows? So and, long as it's not King of Fighters, like that almost gave me an, an aneurysm. Pretty sure. I don't. Dude, like, I think you know you've made it in the world when, like, you're available on at least one streaming network. And, like, and like Amazon Video will put fucking anything. Amazon Video will, like, you can just... Fuck, man. They'll, they'll, they'll put on, like, art community college projects on Amazon Video. Weird shit on there. Yeah, so if you, <laughs> if you didn't make it to Amazon Video, you know some shit's fucked. And I don't, I don't think King of Fighters is on there. Dun dun dun. Yeah, I don't. I think Dead or Alive is even there before King of Fighters is, which that's a that. pretty atrocious movie. I, I you know, out. you know, I don't know. I mean, they did turn Tekken into like some underground fucking fight club, but like just with, you know, it. Yeah, actually, that's it's pretty apt. Tekken. What if Japan did Fight Club? There we go. That's my one sentence review on Tekken the movie adaptation. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, we've got Sarah. Sarah, this might sound like a stupid question, but bear with me. Is there is there a Walmart in 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 Canada? Yeah, but there's nothing weird about it. Nah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think that's like the one universal truth. That's what bonds like. Our two soils together is Walmart. It's Walmart. It's the <laughs> yeah. saddest fucking sentence I think I'll probably make Wait, this show, uh, too. Do Canadian Walmart still have the weird aisle of American-themed uh, bikinis and stuff like that? That's a Walmart um, table. It, uh... I don't know that it does, to be honest. Wait, what? That's a thing, though? <laughs> You've never seen that? No! 
Oh, I think Walmart and I know I know Target does too. They have like a row of like American flag bikinis in different styles. Yeah, I don't think they have that up here. Patriotism, man. Hmm. I. And, and, and you know, around around July, we sometimes get the Canadian ones, but uh... I, I, I <laughs> forgive me. I don't think I've ever seen Canadian flag anything, unless it's either a on a pro wrestler or b, <laughs> um, it, it it's promoting some sort of alternative name to an existing meat. That I've already grown to accept as like by a whole nother different name. Like, I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. Or or C it, it it's in like some really weird Brian O'Malley webcomic. So um we don't we don't see C too often. So I don't know, forgive me for that. Um Yeah, which by the way, um I guess I didn't even realize this, but apparently Edgar Wright was working with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh, apparently he got the shit can. Um, I don't, I don't stay on top of like any Marvel endeavors too much because you know it's kind of poopy. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the DC fanboy. But I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm trying to open up my my mind a little bit more to the current ongoings and events. I don't know, but there's some like. I feel like every all all the cast members or the or some of the bigger ones on uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron at this point are just getting themselves into fucking trouble the moment they they conduct themselves any sort of interview, between like you know slut shaming and just straight walking out and and just like fucking dropping the mic and I'd say deuces, I, you know, I don't I don't see I don't see them doing a whole lot of good for like promoting the movie. Through interviews, the, uh, the guy who plays the Hulk is Mark Ruffalo, right? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, uh, AK, yeah. the guy who like used to do like really, really shitty romances and or whatnot. Like those are my favorite kind of romances. So it's all right. Like I think uh, the he, last. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, he. Uh, everyone else is fucking up uh, royally with the media, but uh, he like he and uh, Scarlett Johansson had an interview together. And I guess he started, like, they asked her a bunch of, like, oh, how do you diet? How do you lose weight? And he started answering the question back and kind of deflecting the second from there. So, goodbye him. Everyone else sucks, though. Yeah, well, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, also deflected questions, but, like, he, like, went straight super deflect. He just, like, he straight rage quitted the fucking review, or the interview. He was just like, It was yeah. a really bad interview, yeah. though. It really was. Bad. Yeah, like I, that guy. I think at the, at some point, like that guy was looking like he, he that interview was like real life clickbait coming to life, because like that dude was just trying to mine into like, I think he was trying to mine into material that Robert didn't feel was relevant towards what he was currently doing in in his in his current endeavors, and you know for all intents and purposes, it's it's not the business of like any of the public to really know about it. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, but, you know, it's kind of backfired on him just because of the professional conduct, which, you know, it's, it wasn't that bad. Dude conducted himself fairly well still. So, again, good on him. But, I don't know, apparently you can't just get up anymore and say, fuck this. And, man, <laughs> I, you know, I got a cool behind-the-scenes look on how to angrily rip off a collar mic. I don't, you don't see that too often. So, like, I, I mean, he, like I he did it really smoothly, too. Like, he wasn't an ass about it. He's just like, no, it's okay. I got to go by. And I, like, walked off casually. And <laughs> That's, like, the beauty of, like, Robert Downey Jr. is, like, okay, he's, like, Seth Rogen if Seth Rogen does it right. 
Like, I can't. <laughs> like, he's the same fucking guy in everything he acts in. Sans Sherlock Holmes. But even then, it's just him with a different accent. He's just this suave, smug asshole. But, like, <laughs> he gets away with doing it. Like, you know, fucking he is Tony Stark. He really... But I, I, even the, it's like... Did he break character? I don't know if he broke character. Like, that could have been, like, fucking behind the scenes on, like, adventure. Like, that could have been DVD extra. Blu-ray fucking exclusive, for all I know. That whole that whole stunt. Who fucking knows anymore? Um, but yeah. Uh, <sighs> Avengers. <laughs> that's, you know. I, that's just gonna be another Guardians of the Galaxy where, like, something that's completely fake and not real is, like, completely steals the show because the dude's really good at what he does behind the mic. Uh, sort of like us! Oh, crickets. Okay. <laughs> zing? Um, zing? <laughs> zing? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this week on Press Pause Radio, we're gonna be discussing high-definition remakes, uh, reimaginings, uh, re-releases, just basically everything that we've already played, even Again. like on a like in an older high definition output, but higher and definitive more, more vivs. It's like v v v v v v v v, but more v's. Super. <laughs> yeah, it's like more v's until you give yourself chap lips because you're like. And then there you go. They become W's after a while, and you have no idea what's going on at the time. <laughs> and you're point. just like, what? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, what's this sticky? Oh, it's drool. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, I'm going to anabolic shock. Oh my god, call emergency. Ah, anyway, yeah. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get the show on the rose. Let uh, news. Do we got any news? We got Star Wars celebration. That fucking happened. Let's talk about that. know if we mentioned before when we did talk about it on the show about how like we initially read this leaked post where somebody had talked to like fucking mark hamill and mark hamill was just like oh yeah no that robot's totally real and then everybody treated mark hamill like he was some sort of fucking delusional asshole who was like finally losing it and sure he's going sure it is. <laughs> you know it's so He's dude, dude, good on him because he was recently like I, I I love this about the guy too, but at the same time it made me realize other things for for DC fanboyism. But like he just recently guest starred in uh, CW's The Flash, and uh, I want to say episode seventeen reprising his role as a trickster, which was fucking great, uh, by the way. And that was like that went uh, before he uh, reprised the. Or I would say introduced the iconic trademark fucking Joker voice that like he he would use in like most of DC media up until like fucking Arkham City, um, because that 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 character the trickster is basically like that it's the Joker voice and it's funny because he said he had to retire it because he just couldn't do it anymore and he was just doing that fucking character the entire time in the Flash, but the the reason why I bring up the Flash 
is uh, he looked great. He even like kind of shaved off the scruff or whatever kind of fucking beard or whatever fucking facial nonsense he had going on for uh, Force Awakens. And yeah, man, that motherfucker was spry, even even in uh, Flash. So I can only imagine what sort of nonsense uh, he may have like wrapped himself up into into that movie. But yeah, um, holy shit, BB-8, that's a fucking thing. So adorable. I love it. I I still don't even know how, or like, I kind of, like, I'm doing, like, that whole hair thing, and I'm just like, magnets. Fucking, I don't know. Like, how does it... Because <laughs> well, they, they made one for the, the production, obviously, and then I guess a fan went back and, like, created their own BB-8 droid. So, I guess it works science somehow. I, you know, this is only going to bring on the second coming of BattleBots. Like, it's it's only going to be, fuck, it's only going to go downhill. You say that like it's a bad thing, like, I don't see any problem there. Oh, <laughs> uh, and now we, I, oh, okay, that guy just duct taped a bunch of knives to an RC car. All right, folks, um, well, sometimes in battle bots, you win some and you lose some. Um, no, I think, I don't know, the only battle bots reference uh, I'm, I'm cool with is, like, the one that was made in Big Hero 6. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm good with there. That's all I need. That's all. Uh, I, is, was there a BattleBots video game? Oh my I want to say it's a like, terrible one for the PlayStation One or something. Original PlayStation had at yeah. least. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. I just it, it, I knew I remembered it somewhere in the in the recesses of my <laughs> tortured mind, and like perfect platform for it too, because you only need oh. like seven polygons per robot. Even yeah. better, it was a GameCube game. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, so. Advance. Stay tuned for a play play on that because I'm. Oh, <laughs> we gotta fucking. We got. We gotta find that. It's gotta be a thing now. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, they also announced, which was uh, another thing as well. Um, there was two interesting bits of news. One I felt like. Com- well, one had an entire press release around it, and I'm not. I wasn't too big of a fan on the game like i remember enjoying it but i don't remember it having such a cult following like i don't know like getting the uh reception that it did when it when it came to uh it's uh i I don't know the the coverage that i got at star wars celebration i was i was a bit surprised but yeah star wars battlefront is a fucking thing that is coming out and um I, you know, forgive me, I didn't really stay on top of it too well, but I don't know, is that still an EA affair, or is there's Disney, like, Disney Media, D- Disney Buena Vista, uh, fucking, the, the video game publisher uh, equivalent of Disney, uh, are, are they heading that? I, I, don't, I don't really know who's, like, fucking reining this sucker in. As far as I know, it's still EA, because uh, everyone's complaining about another damn EA game. They're going to cut out all our good content and sell it mm. to us later. So that's got to be there still. It's but, um, developed by DICE, right? So Yeah, it's being published by EA still, I think. I know uh, E3, mm. they showed it off at their presser. Somebody, somebody showed something. Hmm. And... Like, oh, well, yeah, it was, I, I, did it make, see, I wasn't at DICE this year, so, like, I don't know if it did make an appearance at DICE, DICE, like, happened, like, right next to GDC, and I'm just like, fucking nope. No, uh, the, the Battlefront, uh, like, Battlefront was only revealed recently, like, 
within the last few days. So like there would there would have been nothing up until that point. I think there there was like mention of it, but like nothing solid. Okay, because I thought that at um, E3 last year they showed EA showed um, like that they were touring all these like Phoenix Star Wars, like the Redwood Forest where they filmed uh, the speeder chase and stuff like that, and using that to develop let- uh, levels for Battlefront. But I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Hmm. Yeah, but there there wouldn't have been anything like in game or anything like that. Like, yeah, no, there wasn't. It was all like, oh, look what we're working on, but we're not going to show you. And there's like uh, like they they released like the date or the target date, I guess, for uh, for when they want to do it this time around too. So it is going to be done by the 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 people that did Battlefield, which I don't know how throttled back Battlefield content actually is because I don't play it, but um, not too much but like i you know those people are still fucking recovering from battlefield 4 and even then hardline i think the biggest takeaway from like hardline as far as something positive that you could say about it at this point in time is that it works and like that that's not a good thing so i i don't know um i i'm still you know looking at it now i'm not I'm not really all that impressed by Hardline. And they're, at this point, we're also getting flooded with like a fuck ton of games. So it, it it's sort of disappearing. And, you know, surprisingly enough, a lot of those games aren't really of the shooter affairs. So uh, mm, uh, I, I think it's kind of even, you know, to, to some credit, though, like, Hardline has offered something that's that's currently not filling in the the uh, time space of uh, 2015 uh, shooter wise because I think that's really the mm-hmm. only big shooter that's out at this current point of time. Um, there there's going to be a, a second launch of the another beta of uh, Halo Five Guardians, and I know they've been Microsoft has been kind of pulling to promote that, but yeah, not not a whole lot. I mean, as far as there's actually it's been a pretty big, pretty big last two months for uh, downloadable titles, which like we are we are definitely going to slam. I mean, slam the fucking website space up with as far as content reviews. Oh, there's so much Mortal Kombat coverage. We're going to fucking throw out like I'll tease that later at the end of the show. But um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't really feel like there's a whole lot of people talking about fucking uh battlefront at this point i don't want to date the show too much i mean currently the internet's on fire with uh the jared leto leak of the joker and suicide squad and i'm i'm still kind of indifferent about it this coming from a dc fanboy so mm. but anyway yeah i'm man this show is just fucking left and right there's (laughs) no consistency um i know i know on the battlefront front um just like last week, <laughs> that was I, I, the club. Go on. It panned out way better in my head before I said that. <clears throat> but I know that uh, EA went out and they released a list of features that weren't going to be in the game. I guess, which is kind of a weird thing to do PR wise. I saw a picture on Reddit earlier today where it had like the the big poster, the announcement poster from Battlefront, and somebody had gone through and crossed off all the things that weren't going to be in it. Like, oh, no space battles, no giant, uh, yeah. like robot fights, no uh, individual classes and stuff like that. I don't know. People will always find a way to be mad about video games, but I mean, they have a pretty good reason this time. Yeah, just another weird thing too, which you know also came out of Star Wars Celebration. As far as my takeaway from it, at least, that I, I still kind of find weird. 
Um, apparently, Disney working with, you know, Abrams and I guess whoever else is currently spearheading, like, you know, Star Wars into its third coming of age. Um, they are retconning the fact that Boba Fett died in the Sarlacc and apparently he survived it. So, I, yeah, it. I think you posted that article on Facebook and I read it and it's like the headlines like, oh, yeah, they're retconning it. But it's all speculation in the article. So, like, it's possible but that they could. They're saying because they showed Boba Fett in the Battlefront trailer. Um, he was on the planet that's featured in the uh, Tatooine, I think it was, that was featured in the trailer for The Force Awakened. He's pictured next to that big wrecked Star Destroyer. Well, yeah, so but like, no, oh. they, they went on record to confirm it. Did they? Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah. Oh, so Crap, that, I didn't know that. Yeah, see, that's the weird thing. Okay, so, like, what's cool, too, and, like, slightly weird is that, like, all four, like, previously when it came to like star wars media and star wars enthusiast coverage everything kind of felt a bit disjointed like really disjointed we're talking like oh they're the clone the clone wars are almost like their own thing just because like they the movies kind of glossed over all this exposition to like kind of create something else to the point where like they do something like i don't know like darth maul's got some fucking brother or some shit and he survived which is stupid, because I'm like, you know, dude, I saw that dude cut in half in that really shitty movie that I got way too excited about when I was a kid. Yeah, but so, you got robot legs now. Yeah, or, yeah, or, you know what I mean? Like, something like <laughs> yeah. that. It's fucking dumb. So, what Disney's doing, they're, they're creating this concentrated effort to where, as far as everything going forward, and, like, I love it, too, because they're, they're very aware, they're very aware of how, like, maligned and just, like, I don't know how cataclysmic the fucking the uh prequel portion of the universe is so they're really just focusing on the original and up and everything even the comics the comics battlefront everything they're saying everything that's in there is gonna tie into some sort of timeline event minutia or otherwise content that is fucking canon like just straight fucking canon like the comics even which the comics have always been like this interesting, like else world sort of approach to the, everything. They they're just like straight saying like that shit's canon. All that shit that's in the comic that you're fucking reading and buying for like four to five bucks a pop, you like it. It's for realsies. Like we're doing it all fucking really, really realsies. So it, it's really cool because it even shows like that that time skip from the end of A New Hope to Empire Strikes Back, like those three years. It, it shows everything that kind of went over that they barely reference with maybe a line or sentence or so in Empire Strikes Back. Um, they, they, I don't know. It's really cool. And they're, that's what their intent is, is with Battlefront. They're also like anything that's done in Battlefront will be canon to uh, respectively the original trilogy and what they're going forward with with The Force Awakens. So I don't know. I'm, I'm stoked about it, but... That sounds like quite an undertaking, especially when, like, I can only imagine, like, this kind of falling over everybody's head with, like, the the battle for creative difference. Yeah. There's, a, there's a crew of people in Disney who it's their specific job to just to manage the canon in Star Wars. Like, you wouldn't think it'd be that hard, but that's got to be, like, a full-time fucking job for them to go through all that shit. Well, they did sort of eject everything that wasn't the first six movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like going in and creating more media on like the comics and everything, like he was 
thing. Yeah. Gonna be a lot of Maybe. micromanaging for him. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Would yeah. have been a lot harder if there was a lot more to it though. Yeah, yeah. But that that's enough fucking that's enough Star Wars. We don't we don't need to talk about Star Wars because you know what? We're we're all about video games and holy fucking shit, lots of video games. Like we can yeah, we can just jump into what's near console right fucking now, because I'm overwhelmed. Whelm of the over. It's there's a lot. So let's go ahead and jump into that. What's in your console? Alright, Alyssa, what's in your console? I mean, I don't even care if you've been like fucking around with like a Texas instrument calculator and you've just been playing like a really <laughs> shitty version of Bomberman. You got you, you gotta let's know. On those. Yeah. Yeah, you can play yeah, um, all I ever play is Destiny, and that's really pathetic now that I say it out loud, but I, I hit 32, uh, and that's that's about it. That's all I've had time to play lately, <laughs> is Destiny. You know, we've kind of, like, man, I it's so funny, too, because that game is just not grab Like, it's fun to play, but I've, I've only invested so much into where maybe I'm, like, level 7, and, like, I have all this content that I've bought and, like, have prepped for, and... I just don't have a desire to keep going. Like, it, it's weird how much that game grabbed me, like, during the alpha and the beta. And then when, like, the final product is out, I'm just like, eh, you know, like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Going back, I tried to roll a second character and play through all that beginning stuff again. And I'm like, how the fuck did I make it through this the first time? Because there's, like, the stories <laughs> all over the place. And everything's pretty much, like, generic shooter, shoot aliens, there you go, do it again. Like, there's nothing good there, but I love it so much. You know, it's strange, though, because, like, I, I, I mean, I don't want to, okay, it, I, I will totally cop up in fact that, yes, like, Destiny has a lot of its mundane moments, like, a lot of its, like, problematic filler moments to where, like, content is solely there to engineer the players to, like, basically move something forward until something really big or exciting happens, even its down... Sometimes they even release downloadable content that feels exactly like just that. Like, uh, oh, you're still playing this game? Fucking Dark Below. Here you go. That's cool. All right, cool. We got your money. I, you know, I, and, and apparently they've been, like, Bungie has been teasing, like, these really big updates and changes, and I, I, I if anything, I feel like now I'm motivated to, like, hop on that shit and try to experience, like, the 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 purity of destiny even for all of its shit before like any updates come in and change something that i may have not had the chance to experience and complain about yeah, so. i don't think any any of the major updates probably won't affect you until you hit like level 20 because that's where most of that content begins like uh, dark below is pretty much fucking useless until you hit level 20 and are like leveled up enough for those story missions and those raider <clears throat> and same with the new one coming out uh oh shit i can't remember what it's called no, okay, the new expansion coming out next month, um, is gonna, it raises the level cap, like, two levels, it adds a bunch of shit, it, uh, like, new story missions and stuff that are gonna take place in that post-level 20 gap there. But I don't know, it's, like, it's weird, because Destiny, like, before level 20, it's your generic, kind of, like, the shitty Halo, with, like, jetpacks and shit, I don't know. But, uh, after level 20, it turns into this, like, baby mode MMO kind of thing, which... I hate MMOs, but I fucking I love everything that Destiny does with that. So I don't I don't know what's wrong with it or what's wrong with me. But I just you know I 
I feel like there is there is a point where like the it, it, I will say this for what it does, and I'll, I'll give this to Bungie's credit. I think Destiny's probably the most seamless we are ever going to get as far as a marriage of these two designs together. These these two dynamics kind of working with one another because the game only feels I, I think if anything the one part where the game really feels disjointed is its end game and to the credit of destiny i mean like a fucking 90 percent of all mmos suffer from that yeah, so yeah. it just i think that like the reason why it hurts destiny the most is that there's not a whole lot of variety to what you can do like there's not there there isn't a bunch of crafting the social aspect of it is not as robust yeah like if i weren't playing it with a group of friends of mine i probably would have quit a while ago but like it's to the point where every day like a couple times a week i'll log on i have gear i'm trying to level up use experience level up your gear so i'll like go collect the five bounties from the bounty rep which are the same fucking missions almost every week like go do six patrol missions on this planet kill this many of the certain enemy or complete this mission you've done 50 times and then you go turn those in you get experience you level your gear and then you just keep like rent rent lather repeat or whatever but uh rinse lather kill yourself. i don't know how to wash my hair apparently i don't know <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's the same fucking thing over and over and over again and i think if you don't have a group of people you're playing with it with it's gonna be trash yeah, I was playing with Andrew, but then we both, like, really fell off of it. We were just yeah. like, eh, like, I guess this is cool or whatever, fuck it, or I hate everything. Yeah. As far as, like, additional content or whatever they can do, because, like, I don't, I don't even remember what sort of lifespan um, Bungie had intended for uh, Destiny to have. They, they I, I know that... I think they were like gearing this to be like a full-fledged MMO that can carry itself on in relevancy for like players for at least a good three to four years, which you know is really ambitious considering that it's not because like I I can't say that like I don't know it's weird because like I feel like I can say it in one breath and then the other breath I'm just like you know that's gross. Um, but I feel like it, it could merit a paid subscription just from the content it gives out. It's just that a lot of the content, as you were complaining about, at this point in time is regurgitated. And I'm afraid that, like, any of the new content is really, like, I don't know. I don't I don't think it, at this point it's even accessible for new players either. Uh, yeah, my roommate just started playing it. And I've been kind of, like, popping downstairs and being like, yo, you should upgrade this skill. And uh, you should wear that armor instead. And kind of, like, whispering in his ear and on it and everything. But, like, there's definitely a lack of, like, new players flowing into it. And they try to keep content interesting. Like, they they have their planned DLC. So they released the first one. They have another one coming out next month. And then they have season two of their DLC. That's going to be, like, a disc DLC. And, like, even between that, they have, like, events that go on, like, once a month. Like, the Iron Banner events, which are uh, week-long Crucible events. Where, like, they're PvP. Um, that you can win, like, exclusive items from competing in those. So, like, they're trying. They're pushing, like, a constant stream of new content out there, trying to keep people interested. But, like, even the new content still relies back on that old crap that's just not fun to play. And even if it was fun to play, you've done the same mission 50 times. It's not fun anymore. Like, they're tr they're trying, but it's not, like, I don't know, you can shine a turd as much as you want. 
(laughs) (laughs) But see, like, you got to ask yourself, because I do it sometimes, too. I'm like, is it a turd, though? Like, sometimes it's not a turd. Sometimes it's kind of cool. I don't, like, right when, I don't don't know. I I love Destiny, and I want to love it more, but, like, I know the story is absolute crap. Like, especially if you, like, look at some of the fan theories and, like, what the proposed story was. But if you sit there and you read through, like, the, the story that happens, you're like, okay, well, here's a drop plot point. Here's a drop plot point. This makes no fucking sense. What happened here? I, and, like, there's... I, Go ahead, sorry. No, I... I when I think of Destiny, I kind of think of, like, what happened if Scientology went wrong? <laughs> and, and then you Your just English, threw guns What have you done to us? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, that, that's... that's that's just the vibe I've always gotten from it. And then Bungie's just like, yeah, let's make a game that's like got guns in it, but it's social commentary and Scientology. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, I like it right now because I've been, I've obviously, I'm still in school. I have, I've had a busy couple of months and it's something I can kind of just pick up and play and then like pick up for like an hour every day and just play and not really worry about losing, like losing where I was in the story or what I was doing because I'm just doing small menial tasks. It's kind of, it's, it's an MMO. But it's it's not a very good one. I, are are there any good ones anymore? I mean that that alone that argument's still up for debate. I'm I'm yep. sorry. Well, uh, it, we'll, it, we'll get into that in a bit. Oh, Final I, Fantasy XI is going strong. Yeah, it is actually funny enough. And see, like, so Ren actually did a never forget Sondoria feature for Press Pause Radio, uh, from the recent press release that uh, Square Enix had basically done for. Uh, Final Fantasy XI, and, like, it's, it's, it's pretty, I don't know, it's interesting with what they're doing as far as the mobile applications, but there's one piece of news that, like, thoroughly breaks my heart, is the fact that they're going to shut off support for all the home console versions within the next yeah. year, and, like, I, God, I that feel like PS2 I need to... adapter is going to be so useless now. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's funny, because it's still, I, I have it on my PlayStation 2, uh, and I have it on my 360 so like you guys you know my dual tv setup mm. so like i dude like that was the shit for land parties we had we had roommate downstairs like for the playstation 2 on the on the bottom tv 360 on the top tv and like the other two laptops like the the party of six five of the fucking six were in the same room together so, like, I have a lot of memories of that. And knowing that, like, it's just going to be laptops now, if anything, if people do still play. Which, you know, I don't know. Which, I don't know. Like, when you when you think of it, you can get the ultimate edition of Final Fantasy XI with everything included for, like, 20 bucks, Maybe less? I got it, I got it on Steam for on a sale for, I think, 10 or 14 or something like that. Right? Like, so, like, you know, be, you know, be on the subscription fee, whatever, right? But, I mean, like... It's it's super affordable to get into now because well a laptops are dirt cheap nowadays and so is Final Fantasy Eleven. <laughs> yeah, uh... I don't know. Final Fantasy Eleven was so like at least when I played it, I played it when I was a fucking kid. Like I had no business mm. playing MMOs. It but, was uh, no business playing. MMOs. <laughs> I had. I should have been in school, man. I should have been outside playing fetch or like, not fetch. Fuck, playing my dog. Fetch. Um, oh, first we got. I don't. I don't. I clearly don't know how kids work. Tag. Right? Uh, is, that what, is that what they do? Who the fuck uh, plays they used tag to. anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I, I did in the eighties, but I don't even think I played tag. I play okay. Um, I don't know. I I was definitely uh, when it came to, I I think the two games that like has definitely led to like 
whatever sort of like fucking maliciousness you might find in my school, like repressed fucking anger, um, was either Red Rover or fucking head or butts up seven up. And butts up seven up, like I swear to God, I still think that like there is this cramp that I die with in my lower back that will never go away because some fucking punk kid by the name of fucking Charles who like totally like just nailed me, nailed me to the point where like I was like the forever bruise, like it was a fucking adventures of Pete and Pete ass fucking story to where like <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know man I never quite recovered from that butts up seven up game, so. Um, fuck. I don't even remember exactly how to play it. I just know you bounce it against a wall and then either somebody... It was like a fucked up game of, like, Duck, Duck, Goose, but fucked up. You basically had to lay against a wall completely unaware of, like, the fucking punishment that awaited you as some, like, kid just nailed you with, like, fucking a big mass of rubber at, like, 90 miles per hour at some point of your fucking head. It was Duck, Duck, Goose, but your ass is literally on the line? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yes. wait, so wait, none of you guys ever, like, you don't know what I'm talking about? I've never heard of that, no. But, uh, okay, it's that nah. bouncy blue ball. Is this really, like, a West Coast thing? Probably, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it was, like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, everybody lined up, it was against the wall, and everybody just took turns, oh, okay, I remember what it is. Everybody took turns bouncing the ball against the wall, and they would just bounce it, and then somebody would have to catch it. It would just go around a rotation. If you fucked up, and you dropped the ball in any way... Oh my god, this is all coming back to me. Like, if you if you hit the ball and you didn't catch it in your hands, you had to fucking run, like, run for it, and you had to tag the wall. If somebody grabbed the ball and hit the wall, like, bounce the ball against the wall before you ran up and tagged it, then your ass was on the line, and you had to do it. And it's, it would, would it be even crazier if, like, say, for example, like, I saw you, Sarah, fuck up, and, like, I went for the ball... But then I fucked up when I tried to go for the ball. Then I had to go run and hit the wall, too, before, like, Alyssa or somebody else would grab it. And then if we both didn't reach the wall in time, we'd both, like, fucking, like, straight up lay our asses, like... Got it, yeah. yeah, We'd lay facing the wall, uh, like Blair Witch status. We had that when I was in school, too. We we just called it wall ball. Yeah, I've heard of that. What the fuck? Wall ball? That's so boring. Bro, butts up seven up. But you know what? It's it's short, eloquent, and to the point. Because I, I don't get where the seven up comes into play. You know, you had to say it. I don't remember when, but you had to say uh. it. <laughs> it was like it was like Jumanji, God. except like you said it so you wouldn't get pegged. I feel oh like God. you just accidentally joined a cult when you were a kid and you didn't quite know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was your initiation, but there, you never quite got dude, through. There, I don't know. There is a lot of shit. Like you know, I remember when people talked about fucking playing. Rochambeau and it would involve like crotch hits I'm like oh man like no. fucking you just lick your two fingers and like fucking like nail it like basically make their forearm look like beef jerky so I'm I'm currently 23 years old I last year I lived um in a house with three dudes who were also 23 years old and they still played that fucking game that like guys <laughs> played in like middle school where they just run around and nut check each other so I'd be fucking in my room studying, and I just hear them running through the house trying to hit each other in the balls. And these are like twenty, like one of them was like twenty-five. Is it the one where you make a circle with your fingers, and if you got somebody to look at it, like they did, they did that too? But this was just like they were like trying to like uh... sneak around and hit the other one in the balls without anyone noticing. Like, I, I was, oh, I was that's not a game. That's yeah. just being a dick. No, you have to do something <laughs> to earn it. The, uh... I don't understand this. This is beyond me. <laughs> The the, cir- the the circle uh, making the circle with your fingers. I was the master at that. I'd send people picture messages. 
It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Was that like back in the day you had to pay to receive picture messages too? So they were like getting charged to get hit <laughs> yeah, the balls? Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't know. See, but when we, okay, but when we <laughs> played this game, we were gender inclusive too. Because like, if we, we either did the nut shot, if you're a dude, and we did the bean dip, if you're a lady. Either, <laughs> either. Oh, you don't know what a bean dip is? I, sounds, do I want to know what a bean dip is? It's it's pretty bad. It's basically it, it it's like basically it it's it's a sort of violent like flop up or flick up of of, of the boob, like bean dip. <laughs> oh, God. Or like that you were okay, but you had to like you either chose bean dip or south of the equator, and most people didn't choose south of the equator, but like we respect it. South of the equator is you had to turn around and the dude would grab. This is like. I think this is way worse. Like I, I, I think at some point we had to stop doing South of the Equator, but South of the Equator is where the bra strap would basically get plucked and then like oh. fucking release and snap against the back. I think that oh was worse. Like at some point we're like, I think that's worse than a nut shot. Like it's really bad. That hurts a lot. Yeah, it does, but they, the girls wanted to play, so like. I don't know. We were in a really fucked up social circle. I think we've talked about the time that I got kicked out of Taco Bell until like I graduated, right? Yeah, we did. We did talk about it. We've already mentioned it. I'll have to tell that story off the record. Um, at, show, at... show notes. Yeah, well, no, no. I mean, we've talked about it here <laughs> on the show, though. I'm, I'm That's just. What I mean, yeah. Reference this episode. I don't even know what episode it's in. I want to say, fuck, man. It's like, it's listen a, to the whole. It's like, yeah, listen to, the, <laughs> listen to every episode we've done. I want to say it's in like one of the 80 or 70 episodes. Okay. Um, But I'll, I'll find it and uh, reference it. Cause I believe, I don't know. It, it's not even that cool of a story. Anyway, it's not even worth telling again, but anyway, <laughs> um, shit video game. So Sarah, what's in your console? What have you been playing, buddy? I've been playing a ton of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, you know, I'm, man, I'm just happy. And, like, I'm, I really am. I'm happy. All right. Talk to me about uh, A Realm All right. Born. So, okay. we uh, Last time we spoke about this, I was approaching level 50 as a white mage. Now I am level 50 as a white mage. And uh, because I've, I'm literally getting nothing for the quest, I decided to go for, uh, for Bard. So now I'm a level 41 Bard. And I'm going around uh, doing music stuff and stuff and shooting bows and shit. And it's pretty hardcore. So Just saying. Is it, is, is it meant to understand that like a lot of the concessions that Square Enix has made towards the process of the grind for Final Fantasy XI... They have carried over and made way more accessible for uh, a Realm Reborn as well. I would say, like, I made it to level fifty before my trial period uh, expired. Fuck, for my many, white mage, but how many like, hours did you put in though? I don't know, maybe seventy. Dude, okay, yeah, but like, I don't, fuck, like at this point, like I know in Final Fantasy Eleven, I can't even measure by hours anymore. I have to measure by days. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And that's so, that's like it's so much more accessible than eleven could ever hope to be. Even even with everything that they've done to it. Um, and and the cool thing is that you don't. Uh, well, I mean, you don't need a party nowadays for eleven, from what I understand. You but really like, don't. But like, you really don't need a party for fourteen. And when it comes down to the dungeons, it just auto assigns people to you when you go through the dungeon, and that's the end. Oh, of it, what right? the fuck, really though? Like, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that because the well, part I mean, of the can bring, appeal of an can, MMO, you can bring your own dudes, or like you can party up before you go in, right? 
It doesn't uh, make me sound like a real like elitist <laughs> prick if I'm just like, dude, if you can't make friends in an online game, if you can't convince fucking people to play a game with you and a game that's engineered to where you can <laughs> only play with other fucking people, dude, play another game. It ain't working for you. Or sure. better yet, yeah. learn if you're how one to of those make people. friends. <laughs> if you're one of those people, maybe. But I mean, I've never had a problem get, getting uh, getting around like, like, you know. Okay. Ren plays, and my brother plays, and... Hold on, though. I mean, think about it, because I know you've used this argument before in almost Mm -hmm. the the same context, so let me reintroduce it. The equivalent of fucking auto-assigning strangers to a goddamn raid that you should befriend or otherwise go through the fucking social exercise for recruiting yourself is the equivalent of Nintendo... Fucking saying, oh, this is level too tough for you. There you go. You can't. Nobody can hurt you. Oh, is the level still too tough? Fuck it. Now you don't have to do the level anymore. See, we're awesome. Keep playing it's the game. Nothing like that. Because oh. if you don't have if you don't have chemistry in the dungeons because they're timed, you will not uh, get through the dungeon. It's as simple as that. Uh, and and then so, it doesn't it does, does it not. Just, make and then oh, dude, that guy's really yeah. fucking up. Somebody give him a buff somebody just or no no like if someone's really fucking up like we've we encountered a tank that just was not cutting the mustard we kicked him we kicked him hard i i'd probably be kicked too to be honest because i wouldn't know how one cuts mustard but (laughs) um well let's put it this way uh the boss we were fighting uh spews these big poison pools right and as long as he's sitting in the poison he's recovering life and we told this guy time and time again that the dragon was recovering his friggin' health. Get him out of the green. And it got to the point where I'm like, I had to all caps. I'm like, get him the fuck out of the green. And he's like, T-Y. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so we lost. <laughs> My brother's like, oh, so you can talk. Too bad you can't listen. We kicked him immediately afterwards. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, man. So, and then we got, and the thing is too, right? It, it was a fairly advanced dungeon. And so the dude that came in afterwards that got auto assigned to our to our raid, uh, basically he had this little twig beside his name, which indicated he was a brand new player. And I'm like, oh fuck my life, this guy is going to be worse than the last. No, he friggin' took care of business. So we all gave him a player commendation. We finished up the dungeon, and that was that. Ah, oh, dude, sorry. So yeah, it is definitely not like uh, Nintendo making things easy for you. But still, like. In a sense, I don't know. I mean, either way, I can I can assume that you'll have to deal with the occasional bastard sword, but mm. fucking <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, dude, yeah, auto translate. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I, okay, so I have not invested enough time in Realm Reborn. I really haven't. Like, I pff, I think Man, I'm like level it eight. Is great. Like, I think I'm level eight. I can't even quote you on that. But like, you can you can get to level eight in a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, which yeah. again, that that I, I know I put in longer than a half hour. I think I did a lot of the like it, the tutorial side quests because I, I like doing that. I like talking to NPCs and kind of getting a feel for the you know what I'm doing. But as far as the Japanese community playing this game, like I I know they they were in fact a god uh, like a fucking godsend for like moments like I as fucked up as it sounds. I remember I would wake up at like three three in the like morning uh just so that like i can play with like my japanese friends and like dude they're all business like 
you they, they they know who you are and like you gotta you gotta know what you're doing and they're super polite and they're super helpful. They usually have like four power levelers, but like I don't even see like a power leveler really being necessary from like like I don't know from the dynamics that you're describing. I just I know for like if you want to make progress, like I mean, there's there's all kinds of different like trade crafts and like there's uh. But see, you're playing no, it on um, you're playing it on PlayStation Three or PC. Uh, PC. Okay, so see, I think my biggest gripe about um, A Realm Reborn, and I don't know, I got it on PlayStation Four, but I did play it mm-hmm. like a lot. Of the time that I did put into it was on PlayStation Three. Um, I really like the the console interface of Eleven. Mm. I still do. I I use of- I actually use the console interface for fourteen. I I do actually pr- prefer it to mouse and keyboard. Okay, good. And it, see, I don't, I don't remember it being too friendly. Like even the shortcut, like even you know, like, what? I didn't have no, a lot of I macros did... set for eleven. I I went and did a mm. lot of the the window, uh, like window navigation. Even then, that was yeah. really easy. But I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I can I can agree with that because like the way it's set up for me is that there are four sets of four, and they're mapped to the uh, the directional and face buttons, and you hold the uh, the left or right. Uh, bu- uh, bumper on the 360 pad to sort of activate one side of eight, and uh, it's it's pretty natural. Like you can you can get a lot on a single set, and you've got like what 16 sets that you can you can program in. It's just a matter of hitting a single button to go to the next set. It's it's pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the macros aside and whatnot, you, you do use a, con- a console interface. So I, I may try it again. I think what it was too is like I bought it on PlayStation Four. And right. I have it, and I'm just now finally, like, and p- keep in mind, I've had a PlayStation 4 for, like, over a year, and I think the one thing that eludes me every fucking time is when, like, developers map something to the fucking touchpad as a button. That fucks me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, if I'm not mistaken, Realm Reborn has a lot of applications to where um, you can map it to certain uh, areas, like, specific points of interest on the touchpad itself like to the right of it or the uh, south hand corner of it like a like almost like a radio dial okay so I, I i don't know my brother would know he plays it on playstation 4 yeah I'll, I'll have to look i mean i own it i have no excuse not to play it other than the fact that i uh, uh, among like the all the other monthly obligations that i have to spend like money wise um but yeah i mean you need they, to uh you need to go on to zalira then because that's where i'm hanging out yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to fucking figure it out. I don't know, because, like, my shit is linked to my Final Fantasy Eleven, like, my Play Online ID, so... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't... Man, fuck me. <laughs> figure like, it out, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go through my email and figure something yeah. out, because, like, you know, if there's one thing that's definitely consistent, it's that Play Online is not user-friendly, by any means. <laughs> yeah, <fucking> right? <laughs> any means. But, uh, so, other than that, I mean, dude... Yeah, we've been we've really been getting into it though. I mean, we set up a guild. Well, they're called free companies in this, and uh, I discovered. Well, yeah, either there are link shells, but uh, the free companies allow you uh, like experience bonuses and and such for all of the members that join up. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I discovered you could change the names of the ranks, so uh, the basic members are slackers, <laughs> and uh, there's a, there's like an intermediary uh, rank called slacker plus. Our our uh, officers are advanced slackers, and me being the master is in fact the master slacker. And our slogan is, we work hard at hardly working. Very nice. 
God, like the we're, we're pretty we're pretty casually hardcore about it. You are a broken lizard skit. That whole thing. Was <laughs> a, that, that, I don't think that could have been more Canadian humor if you like beat it with a Nickelodeon stick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, but anyway, um, I you know I'll have to give it a run. Alyssa, have you dabbled at all in a Realm Reborn? I I dabbled. Uh, I actually I bought the bought it before it was a Realm Reborn. Um, back mm. with bad and free. Oh, I'm so sorry. I yeah. actually liked it. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I liked it. Ouch. And I, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had it for PC, I think, and then I rebought yeah. it for PS4. Don't Made feel too, a... don't feel too bad. I bought the collector's edition. Oh, that's what I have too. It's oh, nice, cool. It it's, occupies a nice space in my closet. Doesn't it? I yeah, with all my. Other I, I still I use the security token actually for. I still have my that... Final Fantasy XI security token that I use. Oh, nice. It still yeah, works. Yeah. Yeah, somehow. Oh, dude. Yeah, they see, like, it's weird. Like, 11 is, like, that one thing that has outlived. Like, it's it's a relic that, by all, like, fucking definition. People still pay to play it. Like, what? What? But, you know, like, at this point, it. I think they're able to get it to work because the people who are still playing it are people who still love that game and still have, yeah. like, a lot of nostalgia for it. Like, although, although, with that said, I could never go back to it. Really? Like, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't go back to it. 14 is just way, way better paced. I know. I, I'll have to check out, but, you know, 14. But, like, I, I, I could, like, just the countless days of just sitting Indian style and fucking Juno in a circle <laughs> and just catching up with, like, your link shell and, like, yeah. dude, like... I don't know. It was the, the forty-five minute, uh, like Airbus or airboat ride from like the Mithra starting area to the desert. Like I spent time just like sitting there and watching my character travel just to get to that area so I could level up. Like those are good memories. Yeah, but I don't want to do them ever again. <laughs> but I don't... Never again. <laughs> no, it was great. It was good. Good to uh, I, I... good to visit, not to live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I bought 14 um, on PS4 when it came out. I think it was in the beta, and then I bought it when it came out, and I played like a whole couple hours of it. And I just I don't I have a hard time getting into MMOs. Like I've tried WoW, I've tried Tor, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Just something about them can't grab me. Right. I don't know. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm I, I uh, with you. right there with you. I I, tr- I tried WoW. I played it for eight hours after buying a time card because it was required to get the activation started, and that was a fucking mm-hmm. waste, dude. You know, you definitely tried it more than me. Like, I just like when I played WoW, it looked like, and I think I've already used this description before, but it definitely looked like an ugly coloring book that a like eight year old vomited on. <laughs> like, it, it is just it, everything about it was just so. It's rough. I don't know. It, it nothing was engaging about it, and everything seemed so stock. Like, I think one of my first moves, like, you know, I'll just kill. Kill these six wolves. I mean, they're cool or whatever. And, and keep in mind, like I fucking played Ragnark. Like I've, I, I mean, the the like EverQuest. Like these these sort of schemes weren't like exactly like this wasn't new ground for me. So I just you know I I, I still don't understand how it picked up as much steam as it did, but it did. And now, God, at this point, I don't think anybody really imagined a world for all all of the shit. That was like basically exchanged between like people who were, uh, you know, faithful to WoW versus players faithful to Eleven. That I, I can and I can honestly say that that Eleven is 
it's still in a pretty good spot. And and at this point, I can confidently say it's in a better spot than World of Warcraft. It's like, you know what I you know what I've never got uh, World of Warcraft players versus Final Fantasy eleven players. Eleven players always seem so chill, but like. If, if you brought it up to a World of Warcraft player, they would literally call you stupid to your face and say that you were playing a shit game. Never got that. I think because, like, it's, How could almost, they like feel the so argument, it's almost like, like the argument of, like, owning a cat versus owning a dog. Like, like if you, in Final Fantasy XI is like the cat, in my opinion. Like, it just, it just requires commitment. It, it, like, it requires patience. But, like, and it, it feels, and it doesn't it feels care rewarding in its own way. So I don't know, but that nothing against dogs. I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a dog person, but I don't have anything against dogs. Um, but I don't know. Fucking anyway. Aside from a Realm Reborn, any other any other game whatsoever in your console? just been just been playing like a lot of PC. Like it's kind of that's really fucking weird. But it, yeah. I'm so excited. Like I can't believe Andrew's not here for this because he. I think at, at some point Andrew would look at his watch and be like, what, what, <laughs> what, what time are we in? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like for whatever reason, I've, I've been playing so much PC and so many PC games on steam and such. Right. That, and I've, I've, I've imported a bunch of PC games. Like I, I bought five Toho games. Who are you? You're like, not there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird how much PC I've been playing lately and i mean i don't even feel like i'm missing out on much on the on the major consoles to be honest you kind of not um i kind of we should really like our our game fest for blacklight possibly happen a lot sooner than we thought then i mean I'd oh love- probably yeah like yeah, black we- blacklight would uh would run like a dream on my new rig oh man yeah i i've been thinking about it and like i, I think i barely touched it on like playstation 4 to be honest like i played I played a considerable amount of Warframe, but it's weird. Like, I don't think that that game found its user base on PlayStation Four as as much as it had did. That was on... the the free one, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the free one, right? <laughs> I think that's I don't, the I only. Think when you get a console on like launch day or whatever, and there's just a couple of free games, like, oh, those can't be very good. Like, I don't know. I I barely played it. And I still have that association where I'm like, I know, like, in my head, it's like, it wasn't a good game because it came free on my PS4 and there were no good launch games. And I don't know. What was, the, what was the free Xbox Live Arcade game that came with 360? I think I wanted to say it's like Hectic or Hexic. Hexic, yeah. That's uh, like the one that was made by the guy that made Tetris. Uh, he m- really? Yeah. That was made, it's, it's by... made by Alexei Pejitnov, yeah. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I thought that was like some fucking game that was thrown off like by like microsoft studios was just like yeah we'll just package that in well at the time he was working for microsoft studios oh yeah he was my god my god (laughs) my god so um so yeah when you mentioned my god jesus what toho games have you specifically have uh captured interest i'm really excited about this fuck's sake hold on i gotta look into that (laughs) two seconds (laughs) Cause like I dude, you guys, I've I've played, I've been playing way too like the list of games I've been playing is too damn high, like it's just it's fucking it is too much. I am I'm a little jealous. I am why no, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I don't have time to play games anymore. I don't so... either. <laughs> I you know what I'm you know what I'm substituting for these like eating and sleeping. I mean, like, who needs those really? Like, 
Those are overrated, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But you need them to kind of do. I mean, you look like a bulldog eating mayonnaise otherwise. <laughs> God. Like, it's, 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 it's vital. Um, but yeah, no, it... March kind of, like, just slammed fucking games, like, all over the place. And then April, near the end of March to, like, April to mid, like, it's it, it, it sort of calmed down. And, like, I don't know, we don't really have a lot of stuff on the May front that I'm aware of. I, I think this is, this is, like, where the normal summer uh, breakdown is. I think we're, it's now approaching us much sooner, because, like, ah, fuck, like... I, I really, for the life of me, I, shit, like, there's nothing really big coming from Nintendo. There's nothing... I, I, I believe there's another Sony exclusive on the horizon um, that I know that they've been promoting at and uh, for PlayStation 4, but that's pretty much it. Uh, Life is Strange has been delayed. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot going on, but anyway. I can't um, think of a single game I'm looking forward to right now. Like, yeah, I it's, have no idea. Heavens were... <laughs> that's really all I'm looking forward to right now. Yeah, it, well, you know, if anything, but with everything that just came out recently, it's yeah, it it, it is definitely a bit of reprieve because like, well, did I don't you guys know. get bit by the Bloodborne bug? I did, so I'm gonna talk about Bloodborne. Oh, okay. <laughs> I right. I am definitely gonna talk about. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Okay, so well, we'll finish up here. Uh, to answer your question, I have Yosei Daisenzo, which is Great Fairy War. Uh, undefined fantastic object. Uh, shoot the bullet. That seems a bit redundant, doesn't it? Well, the idea is that you're you're taking pictures in the game while dodging bullets. It's kind of interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, imperishable night, which allegedly is one of the better ones, and embodiment of Scarlet Devil. See, Alyssa, was I not telling you? I have no idea what yeah. the Japanese names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they're ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, all of these uh, I got all of these from J List. Actually, it cost me something like eighty bucks. But uh, and that's together. Like the prices on these games is actually very very good. It used to be that you'd spend eighty dollars a game, which kind of uh, kept me away from uh, from playing them for Bullet Heaven. But now that they're so affordable, I've got enough for a whole block. So that's not too bad. The Toho games are the shmups, right? Yeah. Well, some of them are. Uh, most oh, of them are, okay. I should say. Some of them are fighting games. Okay. That's literally um, the two genres I don't care at all about. <laughs> I think I think there is a... Oh, God. There is a Toho game that was like an arena fighter that I remember I played at E3 yeah, last so. year. Yeah. Man, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. And I, it didn't even look like it was going to make it past production, but I... I could be proven wrong. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but speaking of Japanese developments, and all right, and like Sarah, Sarah's already kind of made his decision, but let me cut in. So we've always had this conversation. Like James, I'm you know, and James has been busy with a lot of stuff. He's hopefully going to make his return to the show real soon. And we all know how Andrew feels about it. He's just like, nope, nope, fuck those games, fuck them, fuck them with fire. He just doesn't like. Them. I've always been either kind of soured by them or fairly neutral. Like, still for the life of me, I, I fucking, I can't, like, Demon Souls, like, I can't even do shit in Demon Souls. I think I made some progress in Dark Souls. In Bloodborne, 
So what? I am I the I... am I the only guy on the cast that beat Demon Souls? I think so. And fuck it, fuck Demon Souls. It's stupid. <laughs> it's so uh, good though. Dude, no, 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 no. Okay, so I'm getting there. So I didn't know what to expect, you know, reviewing Bloodborne. I think I have two bosses left, and that includes all the secret bosses and where I beat the game. And I couldn't help myself. I went and looked up to see if there was a secret, secret boss, which there is, and I won't spoil it. But, like, you know, I know that a lot of the allure of that game comes from discovering things naturally, but the exposition and direction of that game, uh, for the most part, it's still, even from the Souls games, which are really, really, really bad, they're uh, a fucking... They're su- it, it, it's not that bad on um, Bloodborne, but it's still pretty bad. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like all of the nuances that people like praise and applaud the, the, this sort of genre of game for, I think they have reached a peak to where they balance out a sense of polish to where they're playable, but they still have that like definitive fundamental bullshit factor to them if that makes sense like every like for example my my um current i don't know um my current loadout is like a hunter axe which i've i've leveled to high hell i've grinded for a bit and i i feel like i don't know the the allure and the the presentation of bloodborne and like the world it spins I think is is more appealing in in the in the, in the fictional engagement of, of the fucking narrative. It, 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 I don't know the universe that it's, it weaves, even though a lot of it is very cryptic. And I still don't fully understand why I'm in the position I am murdering. I, I'm going to be honest with you right now, though. I think as far as my accounting so far for Bloodborne, I I think I have fucked my game up pretty bad like plot wise because um i've i've fucking killed everything like like I, i'm like that shitty ego raptor cartoon about metal gear awesome where i'm like i i, I don't like there's this uh i don't want to spoil too much but there's this character who allows you to join a faction if you like choose to go with him or refuse him and he like gives you cool shit and he even help i found out he even helps you i was so fucking mad but I found out he, like, helps you. He assists you with, like, boss fights later in the game that, like, really fucked me up. And the reason why I was mad, because I fucking refused him. And I'm just like, no, fuck this. I'm going to kill you. And I did. And I fucking murdered him dead. I murdered everyone dead. I don't think there was a single NPC that I did not say, well, what happens if I hit you? So I mean, I, you had to know that was gonna come back and bite you. I know, but see, that's the thing because these games are so goddamn esoteric in like, like things that you can miss out. Of. Like there, there are so many like different, like fucking, um, like there's there's these different loots or pickup options or even or even narrative differences in in in, in tone and change to what happens in the story if you kill or murder certain people that you choose to let live because they are a friendly NPC at an initial meeting. Like, I know in the Souls games, there are, like, NPCs that if you don't kill them in a certain time frame, you fucking, you don't get some cool gear. And, and granted, like I said, I just explained, like, my exposure to the Souls games. It's very limited. So I took that knowledge going ahead. I'm like, well, 
you know, they make them hard to kill on purpose because, you know, they, it's supposed to have some sort of reward. No, yeah, like, I killed that dude, and I got... Fuck, I got something that I can't even buy in the goddamn, like, hub world store, like some fucking fire paper. But, like, I killed that dude. I killed, like, some other hunters, including story hunters, so, like, I know... Like, if you kill that story hunter, you did, and I did, I get, I got, like, the option to buy their equipment. Um, but there are certain things that really piss me off. Like, I learned in Bloodborne that, one, if you earn something, for example, that you had bought in the hub world, if you sell it, you know, and, and then you decide, like, oh, I need to buy it again. It's, like, once you buy it at the store, it's never there anymore. Like, any equipment that you buy, it'll disappear if you, it, like... Even after you bought it, and so selling it, basically you're selling it for good, and you sell it for fucking chump change. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the dynamics um, are are polished to an extent to like where it, it, the game lends itself a lot of freedom. Like, I I'm I'm about to say this, and like I I know everybody kind of had like a different reaction to it, but like I I just like I would say that I I put like I I can confidently say that I put like 25 hours into the game. Without realizing that I could sprint. Like, I just rolled. And then they're like, D why aren't you sprinting? Why aren't you climbing up the ladders faster? I'm like, how do you do that? Uh, you hold this button. What? It it really fucked with me. And then... Kind of reminds me how you didn't play Airzonk uh, while charging your attacks. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't fucking explain it, or even... But like, it does. I'm pretty sure it does. It totally like, does. I gave up on Bloodborne after a couple hours, and I knew how to sprint, so... I didn't. That. No, all those shitty little hands with the rolled up fucking tutorials. No, it didn't explain how to sprint. Because <laughs> like, I even found out that you could jump if you like double tap. And then somebody was just like, uh, yeah... Uh, like they, uh, they had to put on their like fucking neck beard, and they were just like, Ugh, yacht, and you know that's like a uh, fucking standard for all the Souls games. And I was just like, I didn't fucking know that because I'm not, I'm not hip on the Souls games, dog. Like I'm, I'm just not. What, what are you fucking? What are you doing here? Uh, like fucking casual. Um. So yeah, I, you know, and. Uh, another thing that people find surprising is the dynamic that I found between the the direction I've uh, taken with my upgrading and my tactics. I don't I don't use visceral attacks at all. I think that like I I've gotten to the point where they're almost a pain to like to kind of set up and like where I know that that's like a main like that's a core tactic that people use in that game. Um. It you know I will say that and I hope to God I don't know I don't know if fucking from software has nerfed it in any way, uh, but the reach of the hunter axe especially when you transform it I think that's a big deal too, the fact that like when you're buying a weapon, it's essentially two different weapons, is it is a really sweet deal, um I like I said I think the game like, this is the first game and these types of games, where. I don't. I don't feel like I've got necessarily fucked by design of the game, uh, but the fact that like it it really does require a a certain amount of skill or certain preparation. Now, keep in mind, a lot of the game is still fuck you trial and error, and there's a lot of point. Like there there's something by all means that I completely stumbled upon by accident that I know I did. Like I just. I don't even know how I were to trigger it, but, like, I triggered it, and then there was another, like, secret level that I, I just had to go on a wiki 
to like find out and like how to do but like the 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 allure of like discovery for that game that people praise it for I, I i don't understand the praise for that if anything because it's so poor there there's like li- there's hardly any direction that the game really gives you even even with the subtext of like the npcs but like still i don't know i i do enjoy like the aesthetic and in the world of like you know i think is this is this what the japanese feel like the black plague like you know <laughs> I guess that's what the Black Plague was like if they had some cool demons and shit. <laughs> it's like Black Plague meets Van Helsing meets really gross shit meets like the rest of Demon Souls. Because like, I don't know, at, at some point, um, the game does feel like... I, I remember you watched me play it, Sarah, and like you didn't seem impressed. You are like, oh man, this is Dark Souls of shit. <laughs> I, I don't think it was that, but... Uh... Like I watched, I, I did see the video you posted, and I was, I was, I was astounded that you brought him down to such a tiny sliver of health, and and then I fucking killed. died. Yeah, it was. It pained me to see that happen. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, dude! But the next time though, um, I I found a like a way to like stun him, and I was just like, all right, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, you completely, no. completely owned him. It, it was weird because everybody was bitching about how the second boss was a piece of shit, and mm-hmm. I, he, I beat him the first try. Oh, it's like really easy. Yeah, it, there's it's weird. Like the hard bosses that like everybody was just like, fuck this boss. Like there's a secret boss that everybody that people haven't even been able to beat yet that I beat the fourth boss. I accidentally beat the fourth boss before I beat the third boss. Guess which <laughs> boss I was fucking stuck on the fucking third one. Boss, yeah. shit. <laughs> I, I'm sure you guys may have seen this on your Twitter feed a lot. Bloodstar Beast. Yeah. Fuck the Bloodstar Beast. He should be the fourth boss. He's fucking ridiculous. To the point where, like, I had to completely change up my gear, everything. Shit, like, I, I had to so, reinvent uh, myself. So, so pretty much there's some interesting balance issues then, yes? Yes. I mean, I think the game, if anything, it doesn't... I don't think it really addresses, like, hit detection very well with speed. But, like, I, mm. from what I've been told, like... Oh no! This is a thing that people like. The, the, this hit detection has been balanced. I'm like, I feel like whenever there's balance issues with the Souls game, everyone's just like, "Oh no, it's meant to be that hard. Maybe you just aren't good enough." No, because like I'll tell you right now, they're they're okay, and like I know this is why like I know this is why fucking Andrew hates the games. But like, are you familiar with Dead Rising at all, Alyssa? Uh, never really played them, but I've seen them. Yeah. I love the first Dead I, Rising game. I, so I love I love all of them, but like the, the well, the third one is probably like I don't know, is weirdly not like my biggest joy. But I haven't checked out that weird, wacky, fucking insane DLC yet. I got it. Right, but... that that is the reason I want to get that game. <laughs> yeah, I wish um, I could love those games, but they're just they're they're like all like uh, escort missions and kind of like timed events, and that's like all the things I don't like. Yeah, but mm-hmm. and and they're like all the boss fights are fucked like they're yeah. none, there's not a single good boss fight because there's... the way you have to beat them is you have to exploit them i think it's the second one there's like a gimp with a chainsaw yeah and like i ne- that's the point where i gave up on all dead rising games ever is because i fought you have him, to, you like, have to stun lock it you yeah, have no, to stun lock them yeah well guess what that's the souls games you just <laughs> exploit them <laughs> them. like nope there's a boss that, uh, again, I don't want to spoil. Like, I think he was the only one that kind of was, like, a bit of fuckery. Uh, the Dark Beast Parl. But I beat him on my second try because I found out that you can stun lock it. 
And I used my, again, my equipment. I haven't changed it. I've only leveled it up because I fell in love with it was the fucking Hunter's Axe. It's, the reach is incredible. And the charge, once you get, like, time to charge it up, basically, I found a point to where I was able to basically hit Dark Beast Plural to stun him momentarily, just a little bit. And then I did a charged up attack, which fully not only stuns him, because this beast is, like, made of electricity, you fully stun him and bring him down to a, a, a rubble of bones, and he loses his electrical uh, capabilities until he regenerates him. If you time your charge between the point that you render him into a pile of bones and he regenerates himself before he gets electricity, if you time that and you have enough perks in your endurance and you're strong enough, which those are both areas of uh, stats that I have per like totally worked on, within four charged up and then like i also i think i threw in like a, a perk bonus like prior to entering the nightmare fog that like allowed me to have more i just stun locked him for four charge swipes and he's he's done he's dead if anything i think the last boss i left off on is like an optional boss by the name of uh well you know i don't again it's really hard not to spoil stuff but it's an optional boss and let's just say the I, I like this boss because it's deceptive in the fact that like it, its patterns are incredibly easy and you can stun it and it, it tricks you into thinking, oh, okay, I can stun lock this boss too. And then once you get it below halfway its health, it's impervious to stun lock. You can't stun him. So therefore you can't interrupt it that boss's attack and that boss just royally fucks you. So now you're like, oh shit, I got to hit and run, hit and run. Fuck, fuck me. Why are you behind me? And then like, you know, uh, so I, I haven't beaten it. But yeah, I was definitely bitten by the Bloodborne bug. And I I highly recommend it. And it kind of goes into our topic with the fact that like... I, and I still... I don't, I don't understand why. Like, it's so fucking pointless. But like, fucking Dark Souls 2 got a, an HD remake. Which we'll talk about. And like, even then, I... The thing, the thing that hurts is just like... You know, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Which is great right. for PS4 owners... But, like, people who are, like, hearing about, like, it's weird because it's it, it's a game that makes you glad to own a PlayStation 4. But on the same token, it's not worth getting a PlayStation 4 for. Wasn't Dark Souls 1 was a PS3? Or is that just Demon Souls? That's just Demon Souls. That's a PlayStation okay. exclusive. And that that is, to oh, my God. That is still, like, on uh, as far as between the four of them, from what I played, it's still my least favorite game. I will I will try to like it just for the sake of, like, you know, but, like, there's still so much going on in Bloodborne, and even then, like the social aspects of it are really cool. Like I don't know, I I think it's if anything, I feel like it's refined everything that it needed to. Like like I, everybody talks about how Dark Souls Two kind of took away a little bit too much of the nuance to where it didn't have that same charm that everybody loved it for, and then I then everybody's just like, oh, okay, Bloodborne did it, but you know, just right and. I, I could say that just from, like, my little experience from the others and then, like, the fact that, like, Bloodborne caught me and bit me. I was just like, yes. If anything, like, <laughs> the one thing that fucks that game, and, I, and again, it was one of those, like, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but the load times are atrocious. Like, they absolutely atrocious. They yeah, they, it, they just yeah. released an update. I haven't uh, played it since the update. But, like, if anybody remembers Sonic the Hedgehog 2006... Worse, they were worse than Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. We're talking like you could wait over 45 seconds before getting back in. It was really bad. Yeah, that was my my experience with Bloodborne. Is um, I got the tutorial, so good job me. 
but there's like the, that very first campfire you're at. I've never seen the second campfire. Uh, I've played that same segment probably four or five times, taking about 20 minutes each, and then I die, and then I sit at a minute-long uh, loading screen. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. So I've put like two hours into Bloodborne. I've never got past that part. It, yeah, I mean, it gets shittier, like, up there. Like, I think there's a, there's this, like, there's this one, like, definitive point in the game if you, if, like, I think will definitely scare anybody who's interested in it and everybody's mentioned before. Hell, even fucking Penny Arcade referenced it. It's the area with the two lycanthropes. If you don't, because, like, once you get past them once, they're, because the game, like, has this, like, fucked up, like, I don't even want to say, like, Metroidvania aspect to it, but, like, the entire world, for the most part, is connected. Like, everything in that world, it's one giant world, which I don't know if the Souls games are like that. Um, I don't know if they're just, like, intertwined segments that are accessed by a hub world, which is like that in, like, Bloodborne. But you, if you're good enough, and once you go through, like, back to the beginning to, like, you know, farm, like, health potions and whatnot and, and ammunition for your firearm... Um, you can go, like, almost anywhere, like, when you open all the right doors, not only can you go and open up shortcuts, making traversal through, like, all the tedious long portions, like, just fucking cutting that in half, but, like, you can literally go around walking through the world. If anything, like, at some point, the lanterns, like, I find myself using them more just for fast travel. Which is weird, but like that—that's what I'm doing. And like, I—I I feel like that one part with the two lycanthropes near the end of the first stage. Like, if you don't, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, if you don't find a way to get past them, which I, what I ended up having to do is I threw a pebble at one, and luckily I only uh, alerted one and not the other. And like, if you take them one on one, they're super easy. Um, like they're they're it, it it's it's essentially what makes that whole part difficult is the fact that they're like there's two of them there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, once you get past that part and you go through there, there are doors that you can open like the second the, the, the lamppost like at the top of that ladder. There's you know how there's a locked gate to the left. Mm -hmm. If you get through the lycanthropes, you can open up switches. They'll open up that gate, taking you like not only like up past the lycanthropes, but onto the bridge that can take you straight to the first boss. So and then. From there, I mean, you'll be given enough, like, blood echoes, the, the experience in Bloodborne that will, like, give you all the stuff you need. So, like, it, it's really, like, the game's downhill from there to where everything definitely feels way more seamless. I think the second boss, if anything, is also, um, he, he's definitely way more manageable and way better to work with. I, I, I think, like, a thing that really fucks with, like, what I don't like is a design aspect that I know is intentional is what makes boss fights so fucked is not always, like, the actual bosses, but the environments themselves. Because you get caught up on the environments. Like, the first boss is on some narrow-ass fucking bridge. <laughs> that's, like, you know, just this long, narrow path. The second boss is in a fucking cemetery where you gotta you have to navigate around fucking tombstones and epitaph and monuments. Meanwhile, while you have to navigate and run around them, the boss can freely destroy them in his attacks and and attack you. Like, everything about the game is generally engineered around, like, bosses having the, the advantage of the terrain. So much so that, like, the sixth boss is the easiest boss because it's just this 
white, empty, like open negative space. There's literally nothing in the environment that you can hang yourself up on. It's this huge space giving you all the goddamn room in the world to serpentine, attack, rinse, repeat. To the part I'm just like, ah, well, okay, that's cool or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. They're, but then they're they're like, I don't know. I, I do have my favorite bosses. Like, there's one particular boss that I actually really, like, it's the only boss that I, I can think that I enjoyed playing. And it's also another boss that I beat in my first attempt. But it was it was like that, that, that feeling of intensity was definitely um, something that was, I think, positively reinforced. So, yeah, I don't know. I Bloodborne, really good, though. Like, I, I, I think anybody can play it, and if you have, like, just in a little bit of patience, you know, go for it. But, it, you know, it depends on how hard it bites you. Like, I think it bit Alyssa to the point where she's like, nope, fucking, I've, <laughs> fuck it, I'm out! <laughs> that so. was literally me. Like, I, I, I'm usually pretty quiet. Like, some people shout at games when they're just sitting there on their own in their rooms. I, I don't do that, but, like, Bloodborne, I literally am just like, fuck it, I'm done. And I walked downstairs and I left, like, need some air. I needed some air. It just, oh, I don't know why. <laughs> that game infuriates me because I was like, I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden, just those two It just takes one thing. It's like, yeah. yeah like, like, there goes 10 minutes of fucking work. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, is, like, when you reach certain a certain point, you're able to, like, whether, like, even when you lost progress, if you were able to reach a certain point where you made a substantial change then like you haven't necessarily you, you basically you, you've dog-eared instead of a bookmark like think of the lamp posts yeah. as like you know bookmarks and think of like these little like changes within opening doors and pathways as dog ears and then like it it, it, it kind of takes away from like the endeavor of having to do stuff and like the game like for the most part like there are certain enemies like that people have, like i know for a fact that like there is an enemy that every almost everyone knocked off of a roof because you fight it on a really small rooftop, so you can exploit that fact and knock that uh, uh, that boss off the roof. And then, like, I, I think I even took a screenshot of it. Like the the loot that it dropped was like hanging in midair, and I'm just staring at it, and I'm just like, oh, can't have that. I guess. Whoa, whoa, that's fucking cool. Yeah, all right, cool. And then, like, I don't know what compelled me, but like, I went back to that same area like later on after i came back and then where the boss was the loot was there so i'm like oh okay and then i found out that like there are other enemies that are like that and the game does it like i i think there's one particular area in bloodborne that like if you go too far it's a bottom it's, it's a fucking pit that will kill you the fall is just too great and i like i fell for that and then when i came back to the area I'm just like, fuck, like, how am I going to get my blood echoes back? The blood echoes are literally right at the edge of where I fell. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fucking cool. So, like, you know, that's the kind of refinement and polish that I think that From Software has introduced. And, like, not only that, like, Japan Studio has also helped work on it. And, like, yeah. oh, my God, I fucking love everything they do. But, like, didn't those assholes also work on Demon Souls? Japan Studio? Uh... No, I think it was uh, it was Atlas. Oh yeah, fuck them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the Japan Studio to me is like one of the greatest assets that Sony has in their possession. Because like those are the people that are responsible for Gravity Rush, Tokyo Jungle, just basically everything that's amazingly charming, unique, and fun about video games and weird. Like they're and you know what's weird is I didn't realize this. Are you guys familiar with Tomba? 
Yeah. Yes, fuck yes. Oh I love Tom, but yeah, they're remnants oh. of Whoopi Camp. Yeah. And, sure. and, and I'm just like, man, that makes total fucking sense now. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, God, if I, if only Tomba 3 was a real thing, which it, I really want it to be. Yeah. I wish um, even the, the Tomba ports they did to the Vita were better. Isn't one of them still in fucking Japanese? Like, um, two, no, they patched that. That was Monday. Okay. Off. Okay. Um, but yeah, goddamn, guys, I didn't think I'd be spending this much time on Bloodborne because there's so many other games. <laughs> um, I think. So I'll I'll talk about what I've been playing, and um, then uh, there's another big game that I will talk about. I actually, I feel like I should save that for when Andrew comes on because he's definitely been playing it. So I, yeah, I, I'll I'll save that for the next cast, even though it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Mortal Kombat X. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of that, and you know, I went back to play Mortal Kombat Nine, and it's. It's almost, and like I can't believe I'm saying this. It's weird, but it's it's almost fucking draconian to like go back and play Mortal Kombat Nine. Like, because like it takes the Injustice engine and makes it way more like Mortal Kombat, but in like such a good way. But like there there are things that like Injustice I still think does better. Like I don't know. Me and Andrew are con- considering doing a versus feature, and I make it. St- struck down for this and we're still debating between which of us is going to do the review for Mortal Kombat X because we both got copies um but mo- most likely it might be Andrew but in my opinion uh Killer Instinct Season 2 is a better fighting game <laughs> at this point than Mortal Kombat X but uh, but to be fair by a small margin um but I feel like you know there are certain things like the interactive environment uh elements from Injustice are are in Mortal Kombat X stage transitions no which I was like astonished because like that shit was introduced by Mortal Kombat like Mortal Kombat 3 is the very first game that had stage transitions that did cool shit like that um and not only that there's no stage fatalities which I also found really fucking weird in fact Ed Boon has even gone on record already you know with an interview with NetherRealm he's just like oh yeah we're not gonna fucking do those anymore they're dumb like, what do you mean they're fucking dumb like they're fucking cool yeah, everybody, and like, the fact that you're, you, it made the world feel like it was a thing. It made, it gave, like, more meaning to the world than simply, like, a, a pastel setting that was just there to fucking, like, fill up Most fucking space. fighting games, like, it, the stage you're on does not fucking matter unless you care about the background or the music. But, like, the fucking stage fatalities in Mortal Kombat have always been, like, you have to know the stage, you have to know, like, where you're at, and you have to know how to use it. That's fucking, that's a whole new level of fucking games yeah it gave it gave like players anticipation the moment they're like oh we're gonna play at the pit all right we're playing at the pit fucking great i like that you know i don't know it, it's it's almost like this trademark element of moral combat but yeah i mean I'll, I'll have more to say on it um so i'll save that for the next what's in your console but yeah um definitely been playing a lot in those reviews i'll be hitting the site this weekend um hotline miami 2 ori in the blind forest and axiom verge and um hotline miami 2 is really weird in a sense that i you know i don't know how to feel about it it's um it's definitely harder um it like I, you know i don't know what they were thinking at you know the studio I, I forget the team behind hotline miami um and plus like i don't think it's got any of the cool like hidden nuances or at least that i failed to realize i haven't really checked into it or bothered it it didn't it didn't grab me as well as the first hotline miami did and i think the uh, the first one grabbed me well because it was more concentrated 
Uh, the second one is like this weird. Fu- it's like a fucked up Quentin Tarantino film, because you, you like you just take on roles of like five different characters, and each character even has like a certain influence. Like there's a challenge I know in one of them that involves a trophy, and I and I've heard it even has like a narrative difference. But there's like a journalist who is like trying to basically chase the story and investigate the the occurrences and the murders and like all the violence that's been like inspired by the uh, quote-unquote jacket the main character from the first game and and just like all the stories about like you know the russian mafia uh, uh involvement and all that and when you when you take on the role of this character um this character does not kill so basically if you take like a blunt object for example and you'll like tag an enemy uh you'll notice that they're still writhing on the ground and they're just like in severe pain and while they may never be able to eat solid foods again or function like a normal human being in society, um, they're not dead. Uh, and I know that sounds like a strange argument, but that essentially means that anytime this fucking asshole, if you pick up a firearm, which, you know, guns are pretty important to Hotline Miami, especially, you know, in a tactical sense when you're in a situation where close combat is fucking almost nigh impossible... The asshole will unload the clip and just like unload the gun and then drop the gun. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't have a weapon. And there, there are certain characters that possess those things. There's uh, the soldier. He's the one that's prominently featured on the quote unquote box art of the game where he can either use nothing but guns or a knife. But the difference being is that he cannot pick up enemy guns. Uh, so when you exhaust all the ammunition in your gun, you have to find am- ammo caches. And then even then, when you find ammo caches, like you'll start off the like the level with like uh, a fucking like two rounds. And then after you find an ammo cache, you'll get an extra round after that. So meaning if you don't puppy dog the ammo cache or if you don't like try to play this game of lure and whatnot, you know, it won't work. And I applaud the team for trying that to kind of change it because like, you know, even though the masks like added something cooled or like you know did a modifier that like made the game interesting, that was essentially it. Like all these other like modifiers and different playstyles do add variety to the game that was there before, but it also kind of takes away from what made the game amusing or even enjoyable to begin with. Like there, there are the mask component is there, but it's actually very light in comparison to all these new fucking elements. Part of the and, charm of the first game was just, like, the simplicity of it. It's fucking, like, it was very simple, like, at its core. And it had things that stacked onto that, but nothing needlessly complex, like what you're describing. No, it, yeah. And then, like, another thing that really, like, I think my biggest complaint is that the levels drag on way too long. Like, I'm talking, like, I think in Hotline Miami, even the, the very first like, or, I'm sorry, the later end stages of the first game. Like, there was probably three or four floors. In Hotline Miami 2, there are certain levels that can drag on for, like, six to seven floors, if not... Tw- like, there's one level, it's 12. It's 12 segments in one fucking stage. And it's to the point where I'm just like, like, no. And, like, I can't even imagine, like, people, like, having the patience. Because, like, getting to that point, it, it's very... It's like a... It's like a Bloodborne. It's to the point where you just, like... You know, you can only die so many times. You're just like, I, I don't have the energy for this. And, like, the payoff, I don't know. I feel like the story, because it's a, it's a really weird, like, Tarantino way of, like, storytelling to where it's a sequel and a prequel. Like, the end, I don't even want to spoil the ending, but the ending felt like it was bullshit. 
And like it was just so funny because they're like, oh yeah, we're not doing another game. So I'm like, eh, all right. I mean, that's cool. I just I don't know. It's weird. It, it I mean, it's more Hotline Miami, but it's not. I don't I don't feel like it has all the cool shit that you liked out of the first Hotline Miami, like the simplicity of it. Like Hotline Miami, if anything, was like this weird, like almost violent homage to like Drive. Like there is a lot of references to Drive and aesthetic, music, tone, and just like ambiguity. And like in in this one, there's a whole lot of structure, but ironically, the structure kind of limits like what you can do to like, I don't know, engage yourself. And and even then the structure doesn't have like this payoff that makes it feel rewarding. So I'm it's weird. Like I like it and I don't like it. So but it, I definitely don't like it as much as I did the first one um, or in the blind forest. Uh, you know, I think I'll talk about that next time, but I will say. Uh, that Metroidvania game, because, like, it, it's it's weird, because, like, between, even though, like, Axiom Verge is coming to Steam, Axiom Verge is, like, the flagship new Metroidvania game for PlayStation 4 and Vita, while, and I don't even think it's still out on Vita, like, I still think they're trying to work it out, um, but uh, Order of the Blind Forest is really weird in the fact that, like, a lot of the abilities and stuff that you, like, you're basically learning certain abilities and moves, that's how you upgrade yourself. And you don't really... There's not a whole lot of like that element of discovery in Metroidvania games. There's a lot of these abilities. You don't even know what they can do until you fuck with them, but you buy them. You're basically... There's a skill tree that you level up and earn experience. So you can almost kind of grind in, like, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of weird and fucked up. And, like, it, like, there are some points where it's, like, stupid hard. Like, um... Are you guys fans of pairing motions and like fighting games? Well, not in fighting games, but it worked well in Demon Souls. Fuck off! <laughs> it does not because they brought that. Some... I think they brought it back to like Bloodborne, and the... I don't even use. You know what? Trophy. I've got a gold trophy that says otherwise. Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't even use the parry in Bloodborne. I just do- just dodge. Just fucking like, dude. Just do the the five rules of dodging: dodge, dip, duck, dive, dodge. Fuck it. That's all you need. Anyway. Um, yeah, a lot of that game is just parry motions. Like, basically, like, there's a move, like, so the double jump in that game is that you have to get shot at, and then you have to do a button combination, which, when done correctly, propels you in any eight-way direction that you aim. So you not only have to time it, you have to also prepare and aim it with the analog. So, like, there'll be a chasm where there's a shitload of fireball shooting at you, and you have to, like, basically pinpoint and use skill precision towards not only, like, moving upwards, but, like, the trajectory of moving towards the next subsequent fireball shot that's going to help you move to the next platform. And, like, though I, you know, that sounds like, oh, that, you know, that just sounds like one segment of the game. Like, no, once you once you acquire this particular talent, it's, like, almost the entirety of the fucking game is, like, these these jumping puzzles. And it sucks. And then it's weird because that game presents itself in this, like, uh, narratively, the game's just fucking weird. But it's really beautiful. It's just, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a very good Metroidvania game. There's more that I'd like to do with it, but it doesn't grab me. Uh, Axiom Verge, on the other hand, does. I'll, I'll probably have to talk more about that on the next show. I will say that is definitely one of the better games. Digital, like, that's a game of the year contender, if anything. I feel like, and it's so fucking weird because, like, you can have a conversation with anybody and everybody's played that game differently. It, it's, 
It is definitely one of the most non-linear Metroidvania games ever that I can play. It, like, a big aspect of Metroidvania is that it, like, you know, there's this whole subculture around sequence breaking it, and like Axiom Verge embraces sequence breaking. In fact, it embraces a variety of sequence breaking, and that, that like that alone, it, it's it's really fucking cool. Um, another review game that I've gotten, uh, I think I'll also talk about on the next show is Titan Souls. I still don't know how to feel. I really like that game when me and Sarah played it, like, in preview form. Now that I'm playing, like, the full version of it, I feel it's a bit bloated. Like, I, like, I've, I've gotten through eight bosses so far, and there's, like, 16 more, and I'm just, like, you know... Because it has, like, that soul, like, and again, like, I know the name kind of, like, is supposed to elicit that sort of, like, appeal or, like, that feeling, like, that that, that attention yeah. grabber, you know, that hook, like, oh, souls, you mean, like, and I know, oh, God, I had no idea that we'd, we'd have so much souls talk on this fucking ca- uh, cast, but, like, um, like, listen, like, the, the appeal of the souls game is to, like, you know, get through the obstacles and then get to the boss, like, there's filler in between. While there's nothing in between, it, it like that game is basically boss rush mode. The game, except like, um, there's like nothing in between at all to like kind of fill in properly. Like there are little puzzles here and there, but it's so like more... Alien Soldier is what you're saying. Nah, but like Alien Soldier is like level of like bullshit in between it. I'm talking about like. All right, imagine Alien Soldier where you're going from boss to boss and there's a, like, platforming and that's it. Like, no enemies in between it. Well, that's kind of what it is, though. It's just nothing no, but a you boss know Alien rush. Soldier is? Alien Soldier is. is bullshit. This is uh, fucking the worst game ever. It's still, a, it's still a pretty good analogy, though. <sighs> but anyway, like, there's this one segment of the game that's, like, that pays homage to, like, The Lost Woods. And it's annoying. Because, like, basically like there are checkpoints in the overworld that like make easier and shorter travel to the boss after you die but like you know i'm in that lost worlds inspired area so if you're familiar with legend of zelda in lost woods you have to take certain pathways and certain sequences to get to the real pathway so imagine repeating that after your eighth attempt on the fucking boss on the way to get to the boss like i don't think they've properly thought out like just how tedious like it's not even, it's not even tedious to where it's like punishing it's just not fun so i don't know but the game itself is pretty cool it's weird because like it's almost like shadow of the colossus in the legend of zelda way where like every boss is a puzzle because you're using the same weapon you're using that bow and arrow and it's the same goddamn arrow by the way you have to pick up and yeah. get it or you can will it back to you and a lot of people don't use the willing it back, and I don't understand why, because it's actually a big strategy. Like, there's a lot of times where, like, I can't get a clear shot, and I'll actually just, like, I'll trick shot it to where I'll shoot around a certain area and then move to a position, and then when I will it back, when I will it back, the enemy's weak spot will be in the trajectory of it coming back to me, and it'll count as a hit. Like, I did that to beat three bosses. In fact, I got a fucking trophy. Uh, for it because it was like that apparently the way I used it to beat that boss is not the, the way like I I can't actually imagine doing it the normal way it's that fucking cube boss that like flips and flips and like it, if it doesn't like fucking smash you it'll use it's giant eye laser to like a obli- like fucking 
incinerate you with its giant laser. Yeah, I just will. That boss was a pain in the ass. Yeah, the boss was a pain in the ass, and I willed the arrow. I tricked it. I'm like, ah, I fucking poked you in the eye. You suck. Oh, what now? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I like it, but it's it's weird. It's not a pick up and play game. It, it's it it kind of it's 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 better than a sit down and fu- like invest yourself game because I feel like it's way too tedious to the point where you're just like ah, and this isn't fun, and. Like, while the world and the visuals are really, really fucking, like, they're gorgeous. Like, the pixel art's gorgeous. Um, It does that weird, like, it even uses, like, polygonal effects that, like, you know, older generations of game design used to use, like, like the spherical 3D effects. You know what I mean? That, like, old school, like, 16-bit games used to use to give, like, that faux, uh, like, illusion of three-dimensional perspective. It, it uses all that shit, but it uses all that with, like, you know, a modern filter where it actually is and isn't. So, like, it, it's the best of both worlds. But, like, the, how do I explain this? You know how it was fucking dumb to go between Colossi and Shadow of the Colossus? And, like, fuck, I just want to be at the boss already. <laughs> like, because there's this big empty world of nothing. But it was okay because, like, that big world was, like, really beautiful and it kind of led to the epicness. Titan Souls tries to instill that feeling and it fails. It just fails doing it because, like, it's just it's really monotonous at times. And, like, I I got I got super lost in the overworld. Like, I, I don't because there's this, like, main door that will open when you kill all the bosses. So imagine exploring, like, a big world like Link to the Past. But, like, there's nothing in it. It's giant, and there's no fast travel between any of the checkpoints that you do open up. It's just a lot of walking. It's like, it's like fucking Lord of the Rings, but worse. Just so much walking. <laughs> so yeah, that's Titan Souls. I'll, I'll have more about that interview, maybe video, uh, play play. We'll get to that. Um, oh well, there is a bit of news. I don't know if you guys got to check it out. You guys saw that I did a quick play. Ah, oh, that was such a timely play play too. Because they fucking took it down. But did you guys see the Super Mario 64 HD uh, remake that they did? Or that, that, that dude did, Eric Ross? I, I, I heard about it. It's yeah, on, the, it's on our it, YouTube. But... It's It was very beautiful. I, I can't imagine what the intent of Nintendo was, really, to put a cease and desist on it. Because there was, it wasn't charging for it. But apparently, I didn't even realize this, um, he was using Galaxy assets. Like, the Goombas that he coded were all from Galaxy. I'm like, oh. But it was weird because you program and coded them to behave like Super Mario 64 Goombas to the point where they even had the trade bar like, whip, and then they just like, they just shuffled at you like, you know, like wobbling dicks. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was weird, but at the same time, like, it kind of, I can go back and play Super Mario 64 and like, even aside from nostalgia, I can like, I'm, I may get shot down now for saying this, but fuck it. I wholeheartedly mean it. Super Mario 64 is so much better than Super Mario Sunshine. It's just better designed. It's just, it's so I nice. hated Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. It's just, it's I never not. I enjoyed that game. It, you know, and if, God, Gil, Gil would, like, be cutting his throat because he'd be <laughs> screaming in, like, bloody murder. I've never um, played Sunshine, but I don't know. Like What, I, Really? I, Spent an extensive amount of time in Mario sixty four. So, I wait. Is are you fucking with me? You never played Sunshine? Nah. You should try it. 
I've I got it. Play it. Yeah, just try it. You, I, I, I do. I do have it. I just haven't played it. Wow, that's weird. You should get it because we're gonna probably Gil and I are gonna probably do a super play on it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But anyway. Um. But yeah, and it's it's a shame that most people won't get to check it out. But he he did a really good job, and like it's it's a fine like you know there's a reason why he chose that game because he the 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 whole intent behind creating that game was to play test a new controller that he was designing <laughs> for Steam. <laughs> Which is perfect. The physics and the control of that game are so good that like they've 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 stood the test of time. And, but it, the weird thing is though, like it doesn't have Super Mario sixty four camera. Which is, if anything, it made me want a Super Mario. Like, oh my god, if you kept this physics engine, but gave me like a free forming camera, like it was like a free forming. Like, I, you have to watch the video. I did. I did like a short nine minute. It, it's only the first stage. And it's very sparse. He included some cool Easter eggs in it. I won't spoil it. But it's on the PressPod Radio uh, YouTube page. So you guys should check it out. We just recently did a play play on it. It's also on our website. So anyway, I think that wraps up for, you know, what's in your console. And, like, I've just talked everybody's ears off. I Fucking Bloodborne, man. Holy shit. <laughs> um, Bloodborne. Yeah. Fucking Bloodborne. But, like, yeah. All right. Let's, uh... Go ahead and get on with what's in your console. Or, well, out of what's in your console and into the, into the feature topic. We're gonna... We're going to save select feedback for the next episode because there's actually some Mortal Kombat-centric uh, questions in there, too. So definitely got to get into it. Oh, hey, Andrew. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? How you doing? Uh, well, same old, same old, really. <laughs> ah, 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 dude. Ah, what? How'd you do that? What happened? I, I tweaked something. I tweaked it. I think I tweaked Jeez. my elbow. God, now oh, it's the wrong kind ear- of tweak. <laughs> it's these earbuds I wear. Like, I think I'm going to be working out, so I want to have the right earbuds to work out and run. But I end up just tripping over them and, and hurting myself like I just did. Yeah, you're subscribing to the wrong mm. kind of tweak there, pal. I mean, mm. speaking of earbuds, tweaked audio, Jesus. Tweaked audio, dude, they're tangle-free. Tangle-free earbuds that come in seven different styles and colors, and not only that, they allow for mic'd and non-mic'd versions, so that way you can use them anytime you're, I don't know, calling for a doctor, because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. Right now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, they, those cost way too much money, though. I, I don't think I could afford a pair of earbuds that don't tangle, because they all do. They well, always tangle up. You know, dude, they are designed to sound great, and they're really cool for uh, just about anything you need them for is because they got noise-reducing design. So with all these sweet features, you'd be in luck because we currently have a code that you can use on tweakedaudio.com right now. It's PPR. You just got to type PPR, and you'll be set from there. It's easy enough. Hey, Sarah, can you help me out, man? Like, I think I really hurt something. I need some help. Can you prop me up, please? Dude, what happened? Get up, man. So you you, te- you tripped over these things? Yeah, I, more like I fell over them, I think. <laughs> Honestly, Man, I hurt myself pretty bad. Why don't you have any tweaked? I mean, they're compatible with iPods, iPhones, and Android devices, so you really have no excuse. I mean, I guess, but like you said, there's a discount code. But I mean, am I really going to save a lot, you think, with this? Because I, I sure. really can't afford... I, I, I honestly tear up all my earbuds, like, all the time. Well, 33% off with free shipping and a lifetime warranty? How could you afford not to, dude? Lifetime of warranty would be amazing because I'm 
very, very clumsy. And also, I, I live on a limited income because I buy way too many earbuds. So I need to buy <laughs> one. I need to buy one pair and be done. So I think this is the one I'm going to get. Man, go to www.tweakedaudio.com and get your shit sorted out. Yeah, dude. Enter in the code PPR and you can get 33% off some new earbuds. Uh, but before we do that, let's let's get you to the nearest emergency uh, care. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Can we ice this? Thank you. Okay. Um, really pretty high definition remake games. Man, there's a fucking lot of them. I don't know how to feel about it. And, and no system is safe. Uh, you know what? So I think I'd want to start off and correct me if I'm wrong. I think there's one particular party. So uh, ironically enough, I love how I segued into our future topic from this as I branch off to the last point of what our conversation was centered around. But Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, like there's only been two. And I mean, we loosely like these are like loose air quotes. These are like some Will Ferrell ass air quotes. <laughs> but um, two high definition remakes. And those have been the 64 Zelda games for the 3DS. Um. And that's essentially, and like, you know, they're pretty. Well, like, there's also Wind Waker HD on the Wii U. I take okay. They remade Super Mario 64 for the game or for the DS, but that was a while ago. They, yeah, but they, that, they that's also, not a high def remake. Yeah, yeah, they, but I mean, back in the day, it was cool. They redux Xenoblade. Um, you know, I, again, like that's weird because I feel like that's more of a port, like. I, I, okay, so I guess where we could really start off is like a high. What what defines a high definition remake? And okay, at this yeah. point, what like if how nebulous if is a, the term? If there's a significant bump up in resolution, I would consider that a high definition remake. So definitely, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask would fall under that uh, categorization. Well, like you and Alyssa, I know are the only two that have like significantly put some time into uh Majora's Mask. So I you know, I don't know just how much exactly. Uh I know that Ocarina of Time had like a, a substantial uh upgrade in visuals, but I don't you know it's I don't ev- know. it's every bit as substantial I'd I'd say yeah. in Majora's Mask because like yeah, it used the expansion pack, but I mean that just made everything chunked down because the environments were so big at uh it crippled the processor. I feel like the expansion pack is like the biggest lie out of my childhood. Oh, like, isn't it though? Yeah. It really is. Because like, you know what I found out recently thanks to Did you know Gaming, which I kind of miss. You, you realize, have you, have you, like, I don't know if they, they announced that they were taking a break, but I don't see them post anymore. Um, But apparently the expansion pack was only used in Donkey Kong 64 because there was a game breaking code that it could only fix. That's it. It didn't actually expand anything. Super <laughs> secret patch. 
Yeah, exactly. It was it was like the most expensive fucking patch that like we ever had in 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 that uh, time of game. Uh, or well, although you know, with with stuff like Resident Evil Two, it did actually make a significant difference. Oh yeah, I don't know. It depends. Fucking, it's weird. Um, <laughs> fucking, because uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but I mentioned there's going to be a lot of MKK play placing. Like, uh, we have the rest of our bonk videos like uploaded. The the last five we'll do, and then afterwards we're going to be doing Mortal Kombat. And one of the videos I'm doing a super play of, of my favorite guilty pleasure, which is Mortal Kombat Mythologies. Um, <laughs> Sub Zero. I I love that stupid game, and I have no right to. And I'll explain that in the super play. Um, but yeah, it, I wish I I don't have a working copy of it on the PlayStation anymore. So I have a working copy of it on the 64, and it is definitely that is definitely the worst of the two versions. Just because, like, a lot of the cool appeal were, like, the full motion video cutscenes and, like, the, mm-hmm. the embracement of, like, the the total embrace of, like, the fucking digitized actors because they were the, they were also, they played a role in the cutscenes and the narrative of the game, which is supposed to be a big deal in a fucking story game uh, with Mortal Kombat. And instead, they're, like, rendered into these, like, slideshow still shots, like a fucking PowerPoint presentation on the 64. So it loses the magic. <laughs> it uh, it sucks. But anyway, um, fuck. We were totally talking about something that was way more important. Um, but uh, yeah, just you know. But even I'm talking about like real. Like I think Wind Waker really is like the full, the only HD. Fuck. It's even in the title, and I think that was Nintendo um, kind of experimenting with the idea. It's really weird because Nintendo has been remaking their same game for like the last ten years, give or take. So like, to see them actually do it with an HD remake, it's kind of surprising it took them this long. Well, what game have you? What, what do you mean that they've been remaking? I mean, they kind of just throw out like a, I don't know, like um the Donkey Kong games games that came out, not a Tropical Freeze, the one before that. It was just Donkey kind of like Kong a Country reimagining. Returns. Yeah, yeah. It feels like they just reimagine the same ideas. So, like, it's kind of surprising it took them this long to just reuse the same ideas. Yeah, I mean, I'll give that argument to you there, because, like, the new Super Mario Brothers games, like, Donkey Kong Country Returns, um, hell, even Skyward Sword, like, a lot of those are fucking... Well, okay, I take that back. I, you know, well, it's weird, because it wasn't high definition. I think, of anything... Um, and Nintendo, funny enough, they even dabbled in the collection because that that uh, that's another thing. I don't know if that falls into the same category because like Sony, like a, there are a lot of like collections that are released in one package, and some of them do receive a high definition upgrade. Like yeah, like the Sly Collection and Ratchet and Clank, and uh, yeah, the uh, the God of War Origins and oh, uh, wow. the other one there. Yeah, those ones. Yeah, and like funny enough. I, I think, all right, at this point, and what's really, like, sparked this particular, like, argument, and I guess these terms, like, I guess these games are distinguished by the title Remastered, but, I mean, it's such a fine line for quote-unquote Remastered, is when we're seeing games that have the high-def remake from a generation where they were already high-def in their own right. Like, Tomb Raider, for example. I think Tomb Raider is the very first one. It, it was to the point where we, like, and don't get us wrong, like, Tomb Raider was our, 
was our like our golden zombie of the year. Like it was our game of the year for the year that it came out. We love Tomb Raider, but even we were like, we scratch our heads like, why? Why is remastered a thing? Like, why is this a fucking thing? Like, does it is it like a sign of the times or is it a sign of trouble? The fact that like we're fluffing out like like con- a game libraries with like these remastered editions because like it's it's getting to get out of hand. Like, I mean alone this year like even borderlands i i the handsome jack collection remastered that seemed Dark. unnecessary like really especially crazy. for something like uh like borderlands because it's such it's got that hard outline on it and it's so stylistic like, like polygon count really... is significantly lower like yeah well i love that that collection was a remastered like high def upgrade of a game that literally came out three months before that collection came out. Yeah. It was, well, okay, not literally three, but very shortly. It was fucking pre sequel. Mm-hmm. Pre sequel I mean, came out like less than a year, way less than a year. And, like, Jesus. Maybe it was just their way of getting it onto next gen consoles, but I mean, at the same time, why didn't they just release it on next gen consoles if it was such a big deal, right? You know, yeah. I mean, exactly. we're 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 com- we're coming up on the second year, like second full year that these uh, that the PlayStation Four and Xbox One have been out. You know, Especially if people like- aren't, ad- there's, there's maybe a reason that people aren't adopting it. If there's if they're just seeing the same games they've already played time and time again on shelves. Yeah. What's it? The Port Station Four has been the favorite nickname lately. <laughs> nice. I will. And you know it goes. It bears mention because like there's, like I think one of the silliest. Um, I don't know if it was Child of Light, but it was another game that was absolutely like it was. It was preposterous that like a, a high def game would even be like suggested. And I'm trying to remember for the life of me. I mean, but like okay, so for example, this year, uh, totally warranted Resident Evil high def warranted especially you know given the fact the last time that this game got any sort of like retouch up was the gamecube version which Mm. by you know current standards is now also considerably aged it's it you know to the point where like okay that that's a bit that's a bit older looking and muddy looking even though that that you know during its time it was one of the most gorgeous looking representations of the game especially well, I mean, but what you know, I think I think up until the uh, the, the recent uh, high def rem- uh, remake of it, it was the best looking version of it. Like it's yeah, still sec- like, second best looking, right? Like it's not too bad. But like, I'm trying to remember of like a game that like it sounded ridiculous at the like mention of like I believe there was yeah the Muramasa upgrade. I'm like you yeah. know that but that's so not necessary. Those visuals. Are so beautiful that like what what is a high definition upgrade? I, I still haven't checked out the Muramasa upgrade because like I know it made itself available to uh, PlayStation three and four, not just Vita. It's like now it's a it's a all over thing. But like Muramasa Rebirth or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I just I just I don't understand like where like where can you approve upon that? Like that's that's the whole point of that art style is it, it had like you know what I mean like. I don't know. You can make it. You can make it sharper. Like um, a good, a good, ex, uh, or a good example of how high definition works on uh, on two D visuals would be like looking at uh, Redux on the Dreamcast and then looking at it on Steam. You know, fair point. But still, like, I, 
I, I just, I don't understand. Like, there, there are some points where I feel like high definition thrown into the title, especially for remastered. Like, I think that's a buzzword at this point. Really... No, it is. It definitely is. Because, I mean, it's still high definition. and It's still considered high definition at 720p. But then it's like they they started uh, because 1080p was uh, was becoming more and more a thing. They had to make new catch uh, catch uh, terms. So like you've got stuff like full HD for 1080p or UHD for 4K. And even then, like Alyssa, like have you have you dabbled around with like Last of Us Remastered? Uh, I got it just to play through the DLC, and that's it. But it it looks good, but it's not like anything. Worth replaying the entire fucking game for, <laughs> but even then, <laughs> like, yeah, the, the upgrade to it visually is, you know, it's it's minutia. But at the same time, like there are certain things, and when I mean minutia, I mean there are little things. Like I think what makes that game like such a masterpiece in 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 the way it's programmed and engineered, especially like not only functionally but visually is a lot of, like, its visual design is is very illusory to where, like, believe it or not, like, a lot of, like, the visuals, textures, and even environments and settings, like, they pull a Resident Evil and an Anamusha and they're pre-rendered. They're, they're not, like, they're not actual, like, fully rendered, like, objects or, or points of interest that you can interact with and see... They they actually made everything fully rendered in remastered, and yet it was there was hardly a difference. Yeah, I think if you have to when you're promoting an HD remake or something, if you have to post comparison screenshots for people to see the actual difference, then you didn't need to make an HD remake for it. I you know, I I have to agree because even then, like, I want to say, and even then, like, there are some games that kind of like. Isn't Grand Theft Auto Five on next generation consoles considered an HD remastered? And yet, like that's not even in the title. I'm like, oh, it, it, they they just like to throw around the term, which at this point is kind of obsolete. But look, the, the, the PC ones considered up like upscaled or something like that. It's an even better resolution than the consoles, and just, they're taking these baby steps up to like what it should have been to begin with. Kind of what it feels like. I don't know. I bought GTA on like PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, and now PC, so I don't get to talk. I, I just, I saw, like, no, I don't know. I didn't see a lot of incentive to get it for the next-gen consoles, but... It's just like, online. That's my only hook. Yeah, but even then, like, I just, it, it, it just boggles my mind. And now, like, like we've talked about cross-gen before, but, like, the, the fact that, like, we're, we're catering to... Like, like two different generations still like even in like it, it it's it's weird to me but like it, it's this backwards influx which is cool but at the same time like it, it's still kind of weird like we we kind of put this prediction sarah i don't know what was it like end of 2016 the latest is where we'd see like the like cross-gen support just fucking stop and yet like mortal kombat x is it it, it pulled a like a little switcheroo to where like you know, we get the the next gen, the quote unquote next gen. Again, I, I hate like that. I, I now hate that that's a thing. Still, it should be current gen or just like the like the Xbox One and PlayStation Four have now. They're they're gonna go, come around to their second year, and the Wii U's been gonna come around to its third year. So anyway, 
But yeah, those really those iterations come out first, and like the 360 and PlayStation 3 versions won't come out until later in the summer, which, you know, I don't know how much of a trend that is, but like, I I kind of feel like at this point, like, like I don't I don't re- I don't remember which offender or which game was an offender of this, but I feel like now. Like games are just kind of coming out on like last generation. It's it's almost like they're like they're trying to trick like like marketing like PR or studios or publishers have kind of caught on to this trend that if they give this like I, I don't know they if they give this distinguished this this distinguish this sort of like visual quality that this game has over its other predecessors that it'll do better. But even then, like. I feel like the, the the differences alone are 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 minute in, at best. They're like it's they're barely upscaled. It's, it's basically a shameless double dip, is what it is. Yeah, but like we okay, we already knew it was kind of like that, but we were cool with it, right? Why is it a problem were, now? Were we cool with it though? I mean, you know, yeah, there are I, some games that I like playing <laughs> over again. Like okay, Wind Waker HD. I think is an excellent example, and like that's not a Nintendo fanboy. I mean, like that—that's a—that's taking a timeless game that already looked like incredible, like beautiful, like like you know Andrew said it best. Like that is a game that you can show anybody, even on the GameCube, and like it'll age gracefully as far as its visuals because of the the art style and the way they used it. And then Nintendo found a way to like turn that and make it even prettier. To the point, like okay, this can be pretty. Like, I think that warrants it. But, like, fuck. Like, Jack and Daxter trilogy? Like, oh, these are these PlayStation 2 games, but upscaled. And even then, they're upscaled. Like, what's the difference between upscale? Like, I, I don't even know where to put the distinction. It's like, all jargon. Like, I don't even know if there is a difference. <laughs> I, you know, just, like, what's remastered versus what isn't. Like, I don't know. Do you guys... Here's the thing. I guess where, like, I want to kind of, like, spearhead and reach is, is it a bad thing right now? I kind of think it is, because I don't feel like there's enough to warrant, like, this particular, like, trend in games. But also, there's too much of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like every other month, there's there's an HD remake. I mean, they, like, God of War 3 is coming, and... Holy fucking shit, seriously? Yeah. Gears of War 2 got announced today, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, why? And your old game. And that's what I mean, like, it's it's kind of getting, getting dumb, and I, I, I don't know if it would be such a problem if there was, like, you know, a better selection and more, you know, unique stuff on the shelf, you know, and, and a better selection of stuff that, uh, that you know, plays good and and really sort of makes a name for the consoles that they're on. But I mean, right now it's kind of hurting. You said yourself, like Destiny is only taking you so far, right? Yeah. Or and... maybe there's Order eighteen eighty six. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Please. Fuck that game, Jesus. <laughs> that yeah, was, I, I uh... like. I'll blame. I we, we played. We played. <laughs> we played a sixth of it at PAX. Like. I reviewed it. I really love the demo I played at uh, I like did either E3 or PAX. Like, in a chunk, it's beautiful, and it's great I and fantastic. Did. But Then you play it, and you're just like, oh not my like god, the dating now I know why I love this game out with. preview form. Because when you stretch it out, it's fucking not good. It's <clears> planned. <throat> and, 
you know, I don't like, I guess we're like, I'm really going with this is like, with this trend and the frequency of it, is this like, is this the first sign that we're creatively bankrupt? Like in, in the AAA market? And if anything, is this like what's really going to, because I think like the most original game is all, they've all been indie games. Oh all yeah, definitely. The, like, there's no more so than usual. There's no way that any AAA studio is ever going to bank on something that's completely new and unique. They can't risk new concepts because the amount of money that would go into them and the amount of payoff would never turn a profit. Even if they sold 10 million copies, it's not enough to make it a success. We saw that with, what was it, Dead Space 3? It sold oh. like 2 or 3 million copies and it was still deemed a failure. No, it sold more than that. It needed, no, no. According to EA... <laughs> And from what Visceral Studios talked about on their Reddit, it needed to sell 60 million units to break. Ah, uh, fuck that. No, well, there, there was no what? way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've, I mean, we come, yeah, but that's an excellent example. And even then, like, the last two new IPs that I know of that were, like, you know, that had some sort of, like, big backing behind them is Lords of the Fallen and uh, fucking uh, The Order, 1886. Those fucking bombed. And then the two that did fairly well which one i don't un i don't understand why it did well and again you could read my review uh was fucking uh alien isolation i don't know how that game did well but it did uh and shadows of mordor that game did incredibly well and even then the game is just a marriage of like two very like already familiar playstyles of like the assassin's arkham combat creed? engine and assassin's yeah. creed well, Shadows of Mordor like, too was a, it was another double dipping game where they had it on last uh, generation consoles. Mm. They cut like a lot of the well, major features out, but they had it. Yeah, whole. that they're was re-releasing the Arkham games yeah. in a collection with high definition graphics too. I forgot about that. That's another. Are they thing. actually doing that? Oh my god! Yes. Like I just like all right. At this point, like I you know more and more I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, is there a game that you want to see get this treatment? But <laughs> chances are it just might. Like, like I'm torn on the whole freaking issue though because there are a lot of games like PS1 era and like I never had a PS3 so like Journey's getting remade and I'm fucking ecstatic about that. There's a lot of games I missed out on and they they're getting the HD remake treatment and I'm like yes now I can finally fucking play them. And then there's just so many games that don't need it because like you everyone's already played them we've already been there done that they don't need to see them prettier. So I don't I don't fucking know what to think about it. Well then you know I didn't even know, I forgot about Journey but even then like that I don't feel like that game needs it. It's stylistically beautiful and timeless yeah. and, it's an, and it's an original like the, iteration. The, on, the only thing I'd argue that that one does need it is because it was so multiplayer dependent and going back and playing it's not going to be the same if it's not the player base but uh, I I haven't played it so I don't know but I will. I will soon hopefully. I, I always, I don't know, it's beautiful, and it's definitely, like, it's a game that, like, elicited certain feelings that I loved about video games when I was younger, but, like, it, it's not a feeling that, like, lasts. Like, it, that game, no matter what, it has a shelf life. Like, I don't, like, you said it yourself, it's definitely not something you can go back and revisit and get the initial charm of what Even, good. like, the people who played through it right when it came out, like, they went through it once, and they're like, alright, I've played Journey, I'm good. Like, yeah, I didn't want to not... replay it then, why are they gonna want to replay it now? Exactly. Like, I don't... Yeah, that's that's the big thing, right? Especially people migrating from the old system to the new one. Do they really want to spend... And it's like $40 a pop, at least, for these games that are coming out. But, you know, but then I see it, 
like happening in a really cool way. So, for example, these are this is one of the games I'm reviewing and I'm playing it, and I didn't mention it, what's in your console because I think, as weird as it is, I think like this sort of movement can still benefit, and and like this is why I also think that eventually everything's gonna get the treatment. And again, like I, I also God of War three and fucking Gears of War, like that boggles my mind. But anyway. Uh, are you guys, well, I know Sarah is, but I don't know if you're familiar with it, Alyssa, the Umihari Kawase games? Oh, I have no Umi- idea what you just said. Umihara Kawase, yeah. That's yeah, cool. I, I, did yeah. I not to say that? Almost. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> anyway, it's the one with the schoolgirl who, like, basically grapples with her fishing line, her fishing mm-hmm. pole. It's like Bionic Commando, except really fucked physics. Um, but anyway, started, originally started off on the Super Famicom. Yeah, but okay, so they took the PlayStation, the Sayonara Umihari Kawase, right? Um, and they remade it. They gave it an HD uplift for the Vita, which they brought to America. Oh, so nice. now you can play. Yeah, and and I I love this too, and it kind of bugs me because they didn't mention it all. This is me simply just trying it out of curiosity. But it is PlayStation TV compatible, folks. If you have, <laughs> if you give a shit. All um, seven of you. <laughs> I do. I, I I don't like my PlayStation TV, but man, it it sometimes it's a form of convenience when I'm just like, I don't want to have Taco Neck playing the Vita right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, and like that's an excellent example. Like that, you know, Persona for the Golden. I if anything, that's given me a reason to go back to Persona Four, and I think that like with like the marketing and the push that it's gotten I feel like when you give these treatments to games it had the potential to be fully realized um like for example and I, again I know I just argued but like if there is a Tokyo Jungle HD for PlayStation 4 I'd lose my shit I'd love it cuz I felt That's like that one of those games I missed out on I really want to play that but... it's inc- it's one of my favorite games of PlayStation like it's easily in my top 10 list for like it's a must own on the PlayStation Wasn't well, it already displayed in 1080 it, Yeah but like I don't know, maybe you can get remastered. <laughs> Fuck, was it was it Last of Us already at 1080? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So fucking who did like like that fucking stops them, you know? I I just I don't know. I I I don't. I don't Golden was like... Persona 4 Golden was worth it though because they added a significant amount of stuff. Yeah, I feel like Atlas is always really good like, good with that because like, even uh, Persona 3, like Fez and um, Portable, mm. they changed yeah. them significantly where like you could play all of them and still like, get a different experience every time. Like They add a lot to their fucking remakes. So I guess where we're going with this is like, would you guys really find this as offensive, like going off of that logic? If the uplift wasn't just like an aesthetic uplift or a visual uplift, it was... Yeah, if if they added enough new content to it, it would definitely be worth the asking price. But if they're just making things look a little sharper, then that's kind of a not, a, not the way I'd want to go with it. Like Alyssa just said it herself, like, oh, I only bought it for the DLC, which is weird because you could have just bought the DLC mm. on the original copy. Yeah, uh, granted, I, sometimes I the DLC... But... Oh, okay. Sometimes the DLC also outweighs the cost of just buying it uh, in the uh, the definitive it's version. Weird, so. you're right, yeah, because like mm-hmm. they did the same thing with like Little Big Planet, and I think that's like the big thing with Dark Dark Souls Two, right? Is like it has all the DLC content, and it's just cheaper to get it if you get the. But like, see, that's another weird thing. Okay, it's an HD remake, right? Well, sort of. Well, I get, but you know, that's the way they're marketing it. Am I? Am Not I... really, though. It's it's also on PS3. Yeah, that's that's the fuck. See, like it's on PS3 and Xbox 360. Like, what the fuck is the point? 
the point is you're getting all the DLC. So if you missed out on the on the original game and you want to get it and you don't want to have to pay extra for the DLC, it's there. I know. It's like what ten dollars more. I like, feel like all right. So like another good way to do it, but you know at the same time it wasn't as good as it, I, I mean they. At the time when I reviewed it, it was poopy. It was poop from a butt. Now, now it's okay. Now it's good. It's just it's too it's too little too late, but still like for me it works. But the Master Chief Collection, had the Master Chief Collection like not like fucking fallen out of the asshole of Microsoft as rough as it did around the holidays, um, it you know it is an excellent example of how to like go about these sort of things. But it it didn't, and at this point like it it kind of worries me. But like I don't know. I feel like the the episodic thing is slowly catching on like everybody's kind of doing their own episodic iteration and then like assassin's creed chronicles china is out and i believe the chronicles isn't that supposed to be episodic or it could be wrong i think it's all out in one release it's like a 10 hour long game yeah it's but i haven't played it i don't know know if it's like around like the uh, under the same vein of like maybe they'll uh, they'll take the capcom approach release a disc-based one and also an episodic download one oh See, Capcom could not afford to do it. Like, Capcom... I think Capcom's only keeping been kept afloat by fucking Monster Hunter at this point. And then whatever, yeah, Street Fighter V, when, whenever that'll happen on the PlayStation 4. Which, by the way, I'm just going to go PC for that. I don't think you can. Yeah, you can. Really? It's PC it's, it's and... exclusive. It's exclusive to PS4 and PC. Wow, that's Which is so kind of a weird thing, yeah. Weird. It's bizarre. It's very weird. But, uh, but I, I'll go PC, I think. I don't know. I, I get what I guess I don't know. What kind of closing argument can we leave? Like basically, we all recognize this is a problem, right? It's poopy. Mm. It's not something that we really need. Um I think as long as enough work goes into the facelift and it's not just, you know, a quick up res from the previous resolution with the same textures and the same same models, and they add the right amount of extra content to it, it's totally worth it. But if it's if it's just a quick, dirty cash grab, then uh, we could do without it. I think they need they need to make it worth like our time period. Like it has to be like a classic game brought back so people can re-experience or something. It can't just be a friggin' like a last gen game brought up just to bring it up again. Mm. Yeah, you, you know. Also, like if it's a hard to find game, like when they did Eco and Shadow of the Shadow of the Colossus, like that was a good buy because you were getting two really hard games to find in one package in HD gorgeous games too yeah i i feel like it's not a bad i I think the saturation of it is a problem like i'm actually gonna argue against the saturation definitely we i think we can all agree is a problem because the remakes are almost outnumbering the games that that are unique to the platform you know they kind of are like i there's another one that i just got recently i I just remembered fucking the devil may cry the ninja theory one like, Jesus, like, I, you know, like, I'm trying to think of all the ones that came out just in 2015 alone. Like, we're in the fourth month of 2015. Like, I think, if anything, we are now just barely entering the beginning of the second quarter. In the first quarter alone, there there's over seven high-def remakes. Why? Why? Like, that's not a good thing. I really feel like, and the, the fact that they're successful is only going to, like, be some sort of, like, notifier for fucking, like... Yeah, it'll encourage them to keep doing what they're exactly. doing. Exactly, and it'll 
further take away from any possibility of like new creative content. Like, I think Microsoft also announced that like Crackdown is gonna get this treatment. Why? Why? Who the uh, fuck played Crackdown? Like nobody I'm, cares about that game. Yeah, ev- everyone hated it, from what I understand. No, there are people who loved it, but like that game was like yeah. The well, they're really... they're definitely the vocal minority. That's for sure. Yeah, but that game was like the fucking Willy Wonka game. It was the one where like people bought the ch- so they could get the chocolate ticket to fucking either Halo 3 or Gears of War 3. Mm. I'm waiting on like oh. HD Brink announcement now or something like that. Oh god, wait, Brink like that shitty Brink. multiplayer or yeah. Brink the time traveler? Brink like the shitty one with the blue cover. No. That fucking bombed so hard. No. I it's so funny. We still bring up the time that the like the the studio tried to invite us out to a fucking houseboat to play the game or like we're all like well you can't escape that's exactly we're like we can't leave and they're like we we knew like we see right through your fucking plan (laughs) (laughs) all all this aside though if like tomorrow morning i woke up and saw that they announced a mass effect hd remake i would lose my shit and i would love hd remake forever so (sighs) but would you like did you you replay the collection i would no because if they remade fucking mass effect one to look like how beautiful mass effect three like was on the ps4 i would not be able to contain myself like all right ugh. duly noted your 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 argument has been rendered valid again uh also but, hd chris yeah and he, and like sarah did uh, correct me if i'm wrong did they not do this like treatment at uh, ikaruga and i know you're mm. all no they did they uh they upresed it on the xbox 360 and that version made it to pc as well I think, yeah, I think when it comes to, like, your argument, I like your argument, when it's done to, like, games that, like, have this cult following, but, like, no one got to play, like, fucking Guardian Heroes. Yeah, that was a a great, that was a great, um... It's a great game, but no, who the fuck played it? It wasn't even technically HD, really. I mean, they just kind of upscaled everything to, it looked really chunky, but it still played really good. No, because you can play, like, you can play it in its, like, purest form from the Sega Saturn, or you can play, yeah, like, the upscale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah, they they had, like, uh, the, uh, what was it called? Uh, uh, they did, like, su- super, e- super Eagle is what it's called. Super yeah. Eagle uh, blending, yeah. Yeah, but and even then, they, like, gave it more color, too. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think at some point, mm, enough's enough but until then we'll we, we can only be the judge of it but then the then again year. though to, to get back to ikaruga just to sort of you know cap that off ikaruga did actually add online two-player multiplayer yeah which, which is something that is kind of even rare today with uh with 2d shooters dude like even then like there it's still like there at some point i'm just like i don't want to play this game anymore like i don't even like I bought the Devil May Cry remake, but I didn't even... It, the plat, like, the fucking seal is still on it. Like, I'll play it eventually, but why? Like, I don't know. You know, and it... At some point, it's really weird, too, because, like, even... I it, like, I guess the last cap is, like, this kind of almost hurts the collector's market, too. Because <laughs> at some point, like, people are just going for this, or it, it either they're going for this, and it makes the original skyrocket in value... It's really weird. Oh, that reminds me. We'll talk about it on the next show. There was a bit of news. Fucking the story that shall not be named. It's take, they're experimenting with taking back in old games now. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know how well. That's not going to work. But anyway, fuck it. Um, but yeah, all right. Uh, episode end. I think we've uh, kind of established it. Our point. 
or 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 a lot of mindless rambling. I don't, I can't tell anymore. This is press pod radio after all. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're good. <laughs> So, if you've listened to, if this is your very, I'm so sorry if this is your very first episode of Press Pause Radio, but you know, I, I do find myself saying that a lot anyway, so fuck it, like, it's, it's, it's this, this one's on you, bro. Um, but anyway, if you did enjoy what you listened to with Press Pause Radio, then you can find us on a variety of platforms. In fact, I am taking this time to announce that we will also be on Bandcamp shortly, so... Now we're just going to be on fucking everything. You got y'all. We're just going to be on everything. Um but yeah, we're we're uh, we're still working out the kinks. We're going to try to show up on Spotify, but so far where you can find us is you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Scatter Radio. You can find our direct feed and finally you can find us in nearly every major podcasting library known to man on the internet. So there's that. There's also our website where you can find us directly at uh, presspodgerito.com. Also, we're on SoundCloud. I can't, I fucking can't believe I forgot about that. We're also on SoundCloud, and soon Bandcamp and Spotify uh, for take the uh, time and issues and whatnot. And I am also working on. We experimented with it, and I don't know, but depending on like how much work is involved, you can even find a, a feed of like a playlist of uh, the podcast, the audio episodes on our YouTube. So, by the way, like, they, there's literally no excuse in where you cannot find the show. But you can find the show. And speaking of which, you can come to our website, read our reviews. I mean, there's a lot of content that's coming our way. Uh, fucking coming your way. Uh, the next month will be our six-year anniversary. We've been doing this for fucking six years. Because, I, I don't know, you would blame you. And that's okay. I mean, this is a good blame. This is like a, yay, we did it! So, it's not really a blame. It's an accomplishment. Feel good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can check out like what we have in store for the anniversary celebration. Uh, we've got tons of features coming up as well. We've got a versus feature that we're working out. We're going to definitely work out that game fest. We've got more of our special look at the bonk series from play play videos, more play play videos, more trailers, uh, super plays. We're going to do that, uh, special treatment with mortal Kombat, And we've got some streams that will do some limelight streams on our Twitch. So if you haven't already, follow us on Twitch. Uh, definitely subscribe to us on our YouTube page. Uh, keep subscribing to, uh, if you haven't already, on iTunes. And also review us, so that way we can increase our outreach for uh, essentially expanding our audience. So that way everyone can feel the same joy that you have felt by reaching this point. Uh, you can also fan us on Facebook. Like us. I did it the exact fuck. I fucked up. You can like us. Uh, on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Um, you can also check out our Instagram. There hasn't been a lot of activity there, but we'll we'll be fixing it up shortly. We might play a cool little Instagram giveaway, give or take, with some codes that we have in our possession. Uh, and that's essentially it so far. I mean, as far as all the cool shit you can do with PressPodgeRadio.com, uh, anything going on with Bullet Heaven? I know there's been a lot of Bullet Heaven stuff coming out. Well, we are working currently on episode 130 of Bullet Heaven, which should be coming out relatively soon. We've also got a couple of special blocks that we're planning, uh, which will be five episodes each. Uh, We've got one for Neo Geo CD and another one for the Toho games. 
uh, leading up to the release of one on Playism. Actually, it's going to be the first uh, actual localized one for North America. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, also on Bandcamp, me. If you want to buy my music, uh, you can head on over to Bandcamp uh, with some sort of a link somewhere. <laughs> and uh, Or you can just go to like smpmusicproductions.bandcamp.com, which is fairly easy to type in. And, um, you know, if you dig what uh, what you hear, you can buy great music for cheap. And it goes all towards uh, future episodes of Bullet Heaven and other productions that we've got in the pipeline. So, uh, yeah, if you want to support us, go ahead and buy my junk. You do it. Do it because it's great. It's the best money you'll spend. Seriously, for realsies. And, uh, yeah, welcome to the newest member. I don't know if she really knew what she was signing up for, but this is her very I... first episode. <laughs> you told me nothing and just let me in here, so. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> so, welcome, Alyssa. We're glad to have her board. I hope you enjoyed the first show that you've recorded. We expect you to be on many, many more, and you'll expect some new content from her later, and we'll also be doing some streams and play plays with her on board as well uh emma is currently working on some five nights at freddy's stuff uh gil is working on some shovel knight coverage for xbox one and some other reviews andrew is working on being a good dad and might be reviewing mortal kombat either way me and him are going to do some mortal kombat shit sarah's going to keep being awesome i'm going to quit being stinky we could only hope and i also ate meat for the first time after 16 months to survive so who knows there's that fucking whatever. I think they we covered all the ground that we need to. Thank you all. Good night. This is Georgia Boys X. This is the original Sarah. And Alyssa. And fucking boy howdy shooting them bum guppets. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs>